We out here. We out here. Live from the studio. Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And, uh, and we're still on quarantine, babies. We're mm-hmm. still out here. We're still locked away. I'm too used to this shit now, bro. I'm too it's used to it. It's kind of weird, right? It's, uh, I almost feel like it's a new way of life for me. This is like, just, this is regular now. Yeah, dude. Did, have you seen my, did I have my stash last week? Uh, no, but you for damn sure have it this stash. week. You, last week, last week you had a like, little, um, you I had let like it a, grow in still. Like I, I haven't like shaved this down again, but yeah, the stash came in clean. See, here's the thing. Last week you had like a, a full ensemble going, as I recall, <laughs> like a full ensemble. And then you kind of, I guess, toned it back. You trimmed off the, the, like the extra parts and now yeah. your stash is like shining through. It's like, yo, that's kind of what I feel like I need to do. Cause I went over Hell Easter yeah. dinner today and my dad was like, Jim, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, Dad, I'm growing a fucking beard, bro. What do you want? <laughs> I'm growing a fucking beard, dog. Like, like this is this is me now, dude. I am a grown ass man. And he was like, You look like a fucking idiot. And then I was dude, he was if like you get a stash, we can be Mario and Luigi for fucking Halloween. Dude. That would be awesome. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be fucking sweet. But like, I feel like at our stash stage that we're at right now, like the key to the game, the name of the game is trimming down to even. Because oh yeah, I was talking about this with Alex the other night. Like, at our age, at our level of puberty, which is like what sixty percent through. I'm a, I'm gonna imagine. Yeah, we're yeah, still like we're, at the the average male. They would be around like eighteen now. Yeah, we're like a solid. We're like a solid junior in high school right now. Level of puberty. Yeah, we're ten ten years behind on puberty. Yeah, we're a little bit behind. But like, (laughs) if you want to have a full beard, you just gotta you gotta let it grow out, right? And then you gotta trim down so that all the hairs are even, and then you're you're even. You know. So what you did, which is a good move, you let the stash grow out, and then you just trimmed off everything else, and you're like, here's my stash, baby. Exactly. And no one knows any other. Better. I let everything grow out and then keep the stash, dude. Selective trimming. Selective trimming. It's like doing bonsai on your uh, facial hair. That's what I need to fucking do, dude. Because I'm lost. Dude, in the if salt. you got a stash, that'd be sick. You know, I've been thinking about um, different types of facial hair I could grow, and <sighs> it's a short list. It's a short list because, like, same here. <laughs> I, I kind of, like, as far as I am right now, like, I don't know if you can see very well from here, but I'll... Yeah. Like, I got... I mean, it looks like you're, like, a shaded cartoon character. I could be in a boy band with my front front part. Yeah, like the, you got the early 2000s, like, facial hair. Yeah, like, the, the stash and the chin. But my yeah. cheeks are fucking nowhere to be found. Yeah, Like, they same just here. look bullshit. My cheeks, like, I have one patch here f- around my, like freckles and mole and then like very sparingly my beard hair just like kind of falls over my neckline onto my like cheeks mm-hmm. just very so gracefully and never to go up on the cheeks yeah never to become a full man but there's but an just art enough to, to be like there's an art to that because i actually googled it the other day and apparently what you have to do is you have to start at like where your neck meets your chin like right here mm-hmm. And then you have to just shave down from there. So you get rid of all that shit, and then you draw like a curved line from your jawline to the bottom, and that's how you grow a beard. Damn. But again, like I've never been Wait, there. Wait, what? 
<laughs> Dude, these are these are. That's key. how you grow it. These are the things. Like, I wonder how anybody in the '70s grew a beard without being able to Google stuff. Like, what did they have to ask their friend? Like, yo, what do I do? Yeah. How ask do I do a guy this? with a beard? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you have a beard. What do I do? Because. <laughs> How do you um, do that? He's like, dude, you should have asked me this question 10 years ago when a normal person could grow a beard. And you are <laughs> 20, you are 48 years old, and you're asking me for a fucking beard complex. Dude, I'm still trying to shave with fucking uh, shaving cream and popsicle sticks trying to grow <laughs> my beard in. <laughs> it's the only way I was ever taught how to shave. No, I feel like if if there's been nothing if there's been nothing else good to come out of this situation, it's been that I've just kind of been thinking like, dude, no one's gonna see you. This is your moment to just kind of like do whatever you've been thinking about doing. Like, I I wouldn't show up to a public place right now looking like oh, I do. Yeah, I would I never know. dream of it. People would be like, dude, Jimmy, except are like you- the store or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the store, every delivery I've been on. <laughs> They don't know me. They don't know me. But they from don't Adam. see you. They That's all contactless. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, they're just contactless like, delivery. They just complain to see like some guy with a poorly grown in beard delivered my pizza. I have a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how was uh how was uh Easter moves for you today, dude? I know it was Easter for white people today. Very excited Easter for, for you white guys. people. Um, me and my family had a nice Zoom. Uh, my parents still had Easter dinner. They had like ham and stuff. Just you but... and your your mom and your dad did. No, I didn't even. I didn't go. So like your mom and your dad cooked up shit, and then you. They had joined... dinner at like five thirty, and then me and my brother joined like a video call with them at like six. That's awesome. Just to like have an after dinner talk. That's cool. And we had like a hour or two kind of hangout session with the family. How'd that and go? Like, it was cool. Me and my brother taught my mom how to take screenshots on her computer oh, <laughs> so she sick. could take a screenshot <laughs> of all of our faces. Yes. <laughs> We're like, Mom, do you have a command key on your laptop? Okay, so press command shift four. All right, now this time do them all at once. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> your mouse turn into a cross? Okay, cool. Now click and drag. <laughs> you know. She finally took one. She's like, I don't like that one. I'm going to try it again. (laughs) Your mom finally got to the point where she could take a screenshot, and then she was like, nope, I don't like that one. (laughs) I now know how to do it, and I now know that one sucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my family was a little bit uh, less governmentally operational about it. I, I actually met oh, up dude, with... Dude, that's the, that's the Italian coming that's out. That's the Italian in me. My parents were like, dude, we do. got a one in three shot of dying from this virus, so let's meet up, baby. <laughs> Both of the sons are first responders of the delivery wars of 2020. <laughs> yeah, but I, I did think about that because, like, even, like, to be honest, today isn't even really my Easter. Like, yeah, today true. is just... Easter, technically, which we don't even celebrate, but my mom was like, hey, like, come over, because, like, normally we'd go over my, like, Italian Catholic side for yeah. today, and uh, we went over to my parents' house, smoked a couple cigars, got an argument with my dad, which is, which is standard. I mean, like, you... Par for like, the course. Dude, I, I mean, it's not a holiday unless I wind up yelling at my dad, and he's yelling at me, and I have to fucking walk out of the house and sit on the porch for a second... Like that's just that's just that is. That was one of the cigars, dude. <laughs> that was one I'll, of the three. 
I was thinking about that today. Solo I was, cigar. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, like I can't believe that this is the way my family is, dude. I just it sometimes it just it freaks me out a little bit. My family is so ridiculous, but we had a good time. We yeah, were man. fucking sitting there We're drinking. Still family still. We're still family, and that's the way we communicate. And that's the way Dom and I communicate. We yell at each other. We fucking debate every possible thing that comes across the table. Like everything is a fuck is on the is on the gauntlet for debate. And uh, when people hang out with us, like when Lucas hangs out with me and Dom, he's like, I can't believe you guys live like this. Like I can't believe you guys are just constantly bitching each other all the time. And I'm like, that's yeah. just. <laughs> but also, it's like you don't know any different. I don't. Too. I, I was literally thinking about. I was literally on the porch. Like my dad started like freaking out about some other shit. And I just like I was like, Dad, you're being a fucking dick right now. And I walked out on the porch, and I was just sitting on the porch watching some kids across the street ride bikes like a fucking weirdo. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then you chased them down, and the cycle continued <laughs> for the weird neighbor on Ridge Ave. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my god, like this is me, dude. I can't escape it. Like this is my life, and this is my family, and I, I love my family, dude. I love it. And and come Greek Easter. It's going to be all the better. The Greek Easter's next Sunday. Yeah, so you thinking the quarantine's lifted by then? No, 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 no shot. You going to no church? Shot. No, I'm kind of disappointed because I did, you know, I've been, as I described last week, uh, I've been listening to a lot of talk radio as I've been driving around. And uh, I was hearing a couple news stories about some churches, like some Jewish churches, synagogues, whatever they call them. In Kansas, <laughs> and like, what are those Jewish mosques Jew- called? Jewish mosques, <laughs> and they were just like some some religious institutions across the country were just like, "Fuck you, dude. We're doing our thing, bro. You're not shutting us down." And they just are doing it anyway. And there was a part yeah, of there was a lot like, of like pastors getting in trouble for opening church on Easter. There was a part of me that was thinking. Mm, that's irresponsible. But there was also another part of me and the deeper part of me that was like, fuck yeah, dude. Fuck them, bro. It's a test of faith, dude. This shit is... Like, if you're thinking about it from, like, a long-term point of view, Greek Easter, I can't speak to Catholic Easter. I can't speak to your Easter. But Greek Easter for my family, that's the most important fucking holiday. Like, that is the holiday for us and our religion. And we meet up at church Friday, Saturday, until the late hours of the morning. We have a feast at three in the morning at my grandmother's house every year. And this year, they're telling us we can't do that. And I texted my Ayana, and I was like, what are we going to do? And she was like, I guess we can't do anything because she's worried about getting sick and stuff like that. And there was a part of me that was So thinking, I guess they got off their cruise. Oh yeah, they they were let back into the country, which is a good Thank thing. Thank God. Yeah, but there was a. I don't part think of, we ever got an update on that. Yeah, yeah, they're back. They're back. My okay. grandmother actually. So, so to give the full update, my grandmother was actually feeling sick, and she went to the hospital and got tested twice and came back twice negative for coronavirus. So that was a really good thing. Very, Very sick about it. But I guess she got like some allergies or some seasonal type of shit, and she was like feeling kind of shitty. She was on like a respirator for a bit, but she's fine. But um. What kept on sticking out with me was, like, the fact that, like, these things, these traditions that we have as a family and as a culture transcend America. They transcend the country. They transcend the politics. These things have been going on since fucking, what, zero A.D.? Since fucking yeah. Jesus? Like, we've been doing this shit, and, and you just keep on doing it because it's a tradition. 
And there was a part of me that when I heard that certain churches were like, fuck that, dude, we're doing this shit, that I was like, I respect that in a way. There was a part of me that was like, there was a part of me that was like, that's probably not the best idea. But no, there was I mean, I see it like the the captain going down with the ship. Yeah. I see it like it's not like but it's not like I don't know. It's like some people might think it's honorable, but it's kind of dumb. <laughs> it's <laughs> not it's mean? not smart. It's not smart. It's, it's not, not smart. smart. Like I think in DC all their shit started because like a ton of people went to a church with one dude who was infected. I mean, dude, everybody's got their fucking story, bro. You know, going back, going <laughs> back. Everyone's to the, got their fucking. Everybody's story. got their fucking <laughs> story, dude. Apparently, this whole pandemic started from a bowl of bat soup. Who fucking knows, dude? You're gonna fucking blame all the America pandemic off of one Greek guy going to mass? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm not Some taking Greek it. Guy going I'm not to his taking yaya's it. for 3 a.m. Yeah. dinner. I'm not accepting that. I'm not accepting <laughs> that, bro. Like, you know, at a certain point, the Greeks are just like, and the Jews, the Greeks and the Jews, we're like intertwined, bro. The Greeks and the Jews, we're one and one and the same. Except dude, the Jews you're the have yin way more and money. yang of money, dude. <laughs> we are. We are. We're the we're the part that doesn't have any money. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow the Jews got all the money in that situation. It was a bad deal for the Greeks, but we are the yin and the yang. <laughs> but like I was thinking about I was like dude next Saturday I'm just gonna drive to my church's parking lot I'm gonna sit there I'm gonna fucking do my cross Tailgate gonna, a full ass lamb Tailgate a full <laughs> lamb Drink a full case of Corona Light And say thank you Jesus Thank you for rising up from the dead bro Because it's like I'm not a religious person But at the same time These things are Respect. important <laughs> Respect, bro. Respect, Jesus. You're the most famous person in human history, bro. Like, mad respect. Like, you want to talk about Drake? You want to talk about fucking Michael Jackson? Talk about Jesus Christ, bro. That's so the most. How many times, how many Hot 100 um, number ones does Jesus have, though? He's got a lot. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Uh, yeah, water I mean, into wine. <laughs> he had fucking turning fish into bread or something. I don't even know what he did, dude. He did a lot of shit, I though. I think he multiplied, dude. Dude, Jesus Bread is... and fish never descend. In. <laughs> if you want to talk, I mean, if you really want to get into it, like, which you don't, but if you did <laughs> oh, want to get... I want to get into it, dude. If you really wanted to get into it, yeah, Jesus like two is... two more hours of this shit. Jesus is undeniably the most famous person in human history. I mean, it's, it's no doubt. And there's yeah, a probably. part of me, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a religious person. And therefore, I take everything I hear with a grain of salt, but I respect the tradition... And I respect the fact that my family was built up on a foundation of that culture and that type of respect and that type of like, you know, that type of thing. And so there's a part of me that I feel a certain responsibility to honor that. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and to me that transcends everything else. It just, it just goes beyond everything else. You know, I don't care if the government tells me I'm not supposed to do some shit. Like on Greek Easter, I'm going to fucking church. I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm grabbing a pack of beers. I'm sitting there for an hour, and I'm doing some fucking dances or something, dude. I gotta do something. I gotta I'm do something. I'm shaking hands. I'm kissing babies. I'm sharing <laughs> straws. I'm I'm double dipping. I'm because, double dipping in the feta. Because, I'm double dipping in the feta, baby. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I think, I think that, like. Every time around this time of year, it really kind of brings you closest to home about, like, like even before I left my family's house, like, 
I was hanging out with my dad and he wanted to smoke some cigars and drink some scotch and like I couldn't keep my fucking cigar lit because it was windy as fuck today. And so oh, he dude, was it's, taking it's apparently it's gonna be fifty mile an hour wind tomorrow. Dude, it's been windy as fuck. It's been it's been unbearable. And I was on his back deck and I was like, Dad, my cigar keeps going out. And he just like took it out of my hand, lit it himself, was puffing on my cigar and shit like that. Ooh. And I was like, I was like, ooh. And then, like, later on in the conversation, he was like, uh, yeah, you know, after we all die from this corona shit. And and I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that once you were puffing on my cigar. I was like, yeah, I could see it in your eyes, but I don't give a fuck, dude. If it's my time, (laughs) it's my time. And I was like, you know what, dude? Like, if for nothing else. I mean, if for nothing else, the holidays to me mean it's like, you know, you always think about how important it is to have family. And have those people that are close to you. But you never really have a reason or an excuse to take time out of your day to really spend time with them. And whenever Mm -hmm. I do, whenever I do go over for Christmas dinner or Easter dinner or Thanksgiving or anything like that, and I hang out with my family, it really kind of brings you just back closer to home. And I think that's probably why holidays exist, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like a centering thing. Like, it kind of, like brings you back to like who you actually are yes and you kind of like start acting like yourself and then you carry that back into whatever else you do because you're acting like you know you know in my daily life at least for most situations i feel like people are their best self around their parents well it's not even just your best self it's kind of like i am like i guess like in my daily life like i am who i am to you and who i am to my brother and who i am to other people in my life but, like, when you're with your parents, it kind of reverts you back to, like, like oh, shit, I'm my mom's kid again. I'm yeah. my dad's son. And all of a sudden, you're just, like, this person that you haven't really even embraced in a while. And all of a sudden, you have to watch the way you talk and, and think about the things you say because it's not the same shit you would do if I was around you or Scott or Alex or something like that. So it's, like, it brings you back, but it's a good way of bringing you back because it brings you back in respective of who you really are. It puts you back in touch with the people that matter the most in your life, you know? Not saying that you and Alex don't matter because you guys obviously do, but also, like, I feel free to be, like, whatever ridiculous conception of a person I've decided to invent for myself around you guys. But when I'm with my mom, she's like, Jim, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Shut up. (laughs) You're a bitch, bro. I changed your diapers, dude. Be respectful. And it's like, damn. (laughs) Damn, all right. You're right. Jim, stop talking about 5G at Easter. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even our Easter yet. You can talk about 5G next week. (laughs) Not this week. But um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna fast this year for the last I know I was supposed to technically be fasting for the past 40 days, because that's the Greek law, but I didn't do it. And then my brother today was like, Are you gonna fast? You do like this the week? week before, right? Yeah. I mean I mean I try to when I remember it and I normally don't, but my brother today was like, Hey, are you gonna fast this year? And I was like, uh, oh shit. I literally cause I remember literally last year I like fasted, but not just from like meat and dairy. I also like didn't smoke cigs, I didn't drink alcohol, like I did a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that was like a big thing for me. And I think I did it like less than a week. I think it was like five days. It was like most the most it was monumental. A good run, though, dude. I mean, it was I I needed to do it. I felt like I was on a tear for that time period of my life, and I was like, I needed to do it. This year, I was just like, dude, I'm not going no cigs, no booze for the next week. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous, dude. It's a pandemic. Come on, baby. it's a pandemic. And also, if there was ever a time, I put to- my hat on. My hair fucking looks weird. 
I liked your hair, dude. I thought the headphones really accentuated it, but hey, I'm do a, you? I'm a girl now, dude. <laughs> but like last year, if anything, like would have been the better time to care more about that because last year I would be at bars with my friends and they'd be drinking and I'd be sober and I was like, this sucks. I mean, this, yeah. like, like it, it's not fun to be out in a drinking scene when you're not drinking. But right now, it's like we're all at home. Who gives a fuck if you're drinking? But for me, more than ever, I need to be drinking, dude. Like, I, <laughs> I need to booze. Like, what else am I going to do? Dude, and you're working at a liquor store now, basically. Pretty much. I mean, it's difficult not to. I'm a delivery driver by trade. I need to drink. By trade. <laughs> by trade. I barter these delivered goods for alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I think I, I, I haven't really fully committed to it yet, but I just, you know, knowing enough about myself, I know that tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to say, hey, you're not going to eat meat or dairy for the next six days, and it's going to suck. But, like, there's just always a part of me that I just feel like I owe that to where I come from. Yeah. I just always feel that. And I and I, I feel bad for people that don't feel that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say for at least my family, I feel like Christmas or like um Yeah, I don't know. I guess Christmas is probably like the big family holiday. That's yeah. like the one where most people come over for dinner and we make an effort to actually see a lot more people in the family. Mm-hmm. than, like, the regular-ass holiday. Because Easter is usually just very small. Me, my brother, my parents. Same with Thanksgiving. Maybe, like, one aunt or uncle or something will stop by. But, yeah, Christmas Christmas is a big deal. That was also the only one where I would get forced to go to church. That was, Christmas. like, Christmas Eve. I would go with my brother and my mom to our grandma's Lutheran church. Hmm. And... That was just interesting because it was, like, way looser than, like, a regular, like, I'd, I don't know. I was, like, raised Catholic, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we never went to church, really, outside of, like, I don't even know. Maybe mm-hmm. just, like, a mass or something something for, like, someone who died. But, like, uh, yeah, Christmas is probably the big one. But it's never, like, it's not as deep or rich in tradition as... Your shit. Like, well, your, your shit always sounds int- interesting because there's, like, a fucking schedule. It sounds like an event. Like, it sounds like a... Well, the thing I envy about your family is that your family, I would say, is much closer in general. You know, like, your family, like, you guys go out and drinking together. Like, you're friends. With, like, you're legit friends with your cousins. Like, you guys will come out to a gig I'm playing or something like that, and they'll be, like, your cousins there. And you guys are chilling, smoking cigs, doing bombs together. And that's, like, something that I envy. But the fabric of my family is kind we of. We also rooted. just have yeah. so many like cousins too. Yeah, that's true too. So it's like there's a there's like a percentage that don't hang out with us too. Like that's a bigger percentage. But like there's just like more people to pick from to be like okay, mm-hmm. one of them's not busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the the kind of state of mind that I've been at recently, where like, you know, I realized like my aunts and uncles were not really trying to throw anything or do anything. And that's when I was talking to Dom. I was like, dude, like, why don't we just try to arrange something? Just between like us and the other cousins, like, you know, me, you, Nick, Joe, Olivia, like the the, the cousins, like our age, and just like get together and like cook up a, cu- a couple burgers, you know? And, 
But then at the same time, it's like this is the worst year to do that because you don't know how seriously <laughs> anybody's taking it. Like I feel like, dude, do you still have that hamburger meat in your fridge? I actually ate it and Ooh. and uh, and didn't die. Good for you. He erupted it all out of my asshole on the same night. So oh. it was <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. Okay, so here's my two working theories on that. On one end. I had been in kind like before this whole pandemic hit, I was pretty heavily into like my diet and my whole like working out five days a week type of shindig. And, you know, like I was only eating like chicken and fish and, and like very like small amount. I wasn't really eating any like fatty foods or anything like that. And so when this whole shit hit and I was like, okay, well, I can't really go to the grocery store because I don't have any fucking money. So I'm just going to eat this shit that's been in my freezer since my birthday. So I cooked it up, and I was thinking, like, maybe you're just, maybe your stomach got upset because you just ate something that is just completely, totally off the wall different from everything you've been eating for the past five months. A possibility. Maybe. How, however. What did you make it into? Um, was it like I a did, spicy thing, like a super spicy thing? Or I did like a couple a, things with it. I think the first thing I made with it was I took half of it and I made it into like a giant like burger patty. I made two gigantic comically sized burgers that I put yeah. on two pieces of toast and I just like ate like two did half you, burgers. Um, did, did you set off any smoke alarms? I set oh, off yeah, obviously. every single smoke alarm when I made a burger in Dude, my you house. Can't, you can't cook a burger with it. Those things might as well just be burger alarms. Somebody <laughs> yeah, is burgers cooking a burger. Done. Burger's done. <laughs> when it finally goes off, that's when the burger's done. Yeah, that's medium well. When the smoke finally hits your bedroom and turns the fucking <laughs> smoke detector on and then... That means Burgers done. you're good to go, baby. That means throw Dinner's the cheese ready. on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, like, yeah, so so I ate a couple of those, and that just fucked me up, dude. I mean, I was just destroying my toilet. And then, <laughs> and then I just kept on cooking the rest of it because I was convinced, like, <laughs> it's not because also, of... also, you didn't have anything else, so why yeah, not? Yeah, like, what the fuck else am I going to eat? It's either starve to death or eat yeah. this potentially very dangerous meat. <laughs> and obviously, I went with the latter. I'm eating this potentially dangerous meat, baby. Meat and funky meat over Funky here. meat. Mystery meat. I was Week eating that. Week two of quarantine. <laughs> Mystery meat's on the menu. <laughs> so I cooked up some grub. I cooked up some, like, I mixed some shit in with some couscous, some onions, some peppers. I mean, I made some good shit with it. But I never By felt the good end after. of the ground beef where you're just like, all right, it's all going to be diarrhea anyway. I'm just going to throw this shit in the pan. I will say, I don't care. I will say I never at any point during that episode in my life ever felt healthy. <laughs> like I was always feeling sick and always feeling like I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing. But like that's the beauty of being a 27-year-old man, dude. I was like, I'm it eating this matter. shit, bro. You bounce I'm right eating. back. Yeah, like my body took the good from what it could get. And shout out the rest. Yeah, just getting rid of all that toxic shit. Toxic dude. shit, dude. My body was like, uh, this fucking. Dude, if you're 28, 29, it'd oh. stick around. Oh, yeah. If this pandemic hit a year from now, I'd be over with. But right now, <laughs> I'm good to go, baby. I'll eat anything I fucking want. Try me. <laughs> Have you been uh, grubbing on a lot of seasons? That's been my main, main thing, honestly. Like, you know, and, uh, I, I play it fairly. I don't abuse the situation, but, you know, naturally when you work at a food spot, there's going to be 
every day a certain amount of orders that get fucked up or that don't get picked up or something like that. And there's always going to be pizza on the top of the oven. There's always going to be extra cheesesteaks, extra this, extra that. And so, like, I mean, I eat as much as I can. Like, I took home a full fucking large pizza the other night and just had been feasting. Yeah, yeah, feasting on that for days. And, like, that's, like, that is the one major benefit of working at a food spot is, like, I just, like, I wake up in the morning, I don't eat. If I work at five, I just... Intermittent fasting, dude. Yeah, I just drink, like, three cups of coffee to keep my appetite down. (laughs) Keep the diarrhea flowing. Yeah, keep it flowing. (laughs) Hit the jewel a couple times to keep everything going. And then at 5 p.m., I just go in and make myself a fucking big-ass ham sandwich, and we're good to go, man. I mean, like, that's that's kind of how I've been playing it. It's beautiful. It that's is beautiful. beautiful. It is beautiful. Oh, and I've almost been kind of thinking, like, maybe I won't even get unemployment, dude. I don't even want it. I don't even want Damn. it, dog. Big baller over there. I mean, it's not even big baller thing. It's kind of like a pride thing. Like, there's a part of me that, like, there is a weird part of me that would like to say that I never relied on the government to get me by however however the other part of me which i think makes more sense says dude this isn't your fault like this isn't your fault like you did everything right and then the government put you out of business and now they're offering you offering you a certain amount of money and compensation for putting you out of business so maybe you should just take it you know, I mean, like, that's like, there's two conflicting ideas there. Cause I, I don't like the idea of fucking being a part of that, man. Like, I, I, I like the idea of saying, you know what, whatever fucking happens, like, I'm gonna fucking make it. I'm gonna do it. And, but at the same time, like, I didn't put myself in this position. I didn't do this to me. Yeah, you didn't eat bat. I didn't eat a fucking bat, bro. You know, like, so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to not capitalize on entitlements because that's some fucking moral shit that I have going in my brain, which is Dude, obviously retarded. It's in the name. You're entitled to it. I'm entitled, bro. I deserve this money. I deserve $600 a week, even though, you know, most weeks when I made $600, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but now I deserve it. It's the best week I've seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> now I deserve it. Exactly. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what we're all fighting for. We're all fighting for that free 600 Apparently, uh, Trump bucks are going out. Oh, yeah? Like my brother has it pending into his account right now. Have you checked your account? What's going on with that? I don't have it. I don't have it yet. Damn. Why did your brother get hit I think they're us? going down. I don't know. Because one of my older cousins apparently got it, too. My mom was saying. But, um, yeah, I don't know how it's dished out. I I'd like it, to know. I'd like to get that money. It'd be nice. Well, I hear you don't really actually have to like apply for it. They just kind of like send it your way, which is good to yeah. know. Cause yeah, they just send it to you. And if you did direct deposit with your um, tax return or whatever, they'll just do that information. See, I don't even see. I don't feel confident in that situation because I don't actually know how on the grid I really am. Like. I know that, like, I did. Do you file as an independent? Like, your parents don't file you as, as a de- like. Yeah, a I file myself. Right? Yeah, I file myself. Yeah, so, yeah, you're good. You'll get it. Damn, I'll check yeah. my bank account. Yeah, I mean, not right now, but I'm checking it right now, <laughs> dude. Don't check it right now. <laughs> Can you imagine how my attitude is gonna shift once I'm twelve hundred dollars richer? I'm gonna be so much more <laughs> fucking cocky, bro. 
You ever do? Keep it coming, man. Give me that six hundred. Give me that other six hundred. Keep it coming. See, at first they, they when do I back was... payments too, dude. They'll do back payments. Yeah, that was my mom was getting on my ass about earlier. She was like, "You need to file for unemployment, Jim, because you need to get that money because you're entitled to it." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Mom, I've sent an email like every day for the past four weeks, and nobody said shit. So like, when they finally do get back to me, I'll just be like, yo." Trace it back. I've been emailing yeah. <laughs> you since March whatever. Like, this is what I'm entitled to, you know? And it's like, I don't care. I really yeah. don't fucking care. Um, I think my mom was saying, apparently, like, at one on one of the Larry Hogan conferences, they said maybe they're going to try to get the online application for, like, independent contractors and self-employed people up by, like, this week or next week. Like, for the online submissions? Yeah. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, that would be a literal godsend. Yeah. I mean, I'm Have you been cashing in for your unemployment checks? Have I you like, been getting them? I finally just got my shit. Like, I literally have the card right here. So what are you getting? You're getting 430 a week? Yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah, dude. So you're balling. So they don't... I don't think they have the... I don't think they put the 600 in yet, or I don't know if that's, like, calculated in yet. Well, but, from my understanding, um, the 600 is for... The 600 that I, from what I understand, is for self-employed people. And uh, so you're getting regular unemployment plus a stimulus. So you're going to get the 1200 plus your regular unemployment. Unemployment for self-employed people is a little bit different, and I think I think for people in your situation, which means like an employee, I think you get up to $430 a week. And I think they base it off of your weekly pay, like what you normally make. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to a certain amount. So so it's not like if you worked at a company where you're making like $300,000 a year, they're going to pay you your regular, like you make up to yeah, 430. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like you're probably making the max amount that you can make as an unemployed person. You probably transcended the bracket of like the the scales, and you're making whatever it is that they pay out the max. But I think for self-employed people, the max is a little bit more, and I think they've talked about six hundred. But again, you know, are we getting that? Yeah. Who fucking? Yeah. Who knows? knows? Who knows, dude? I'm uh, I'm just happy all my shit finally went through. I like still haven't set any of it up yet. Like I got to activate some shit and then also put in, like. I got to figure out some way how to change it to direct deposit just to make it easier. Yeah. I don't feel like fucking going to an ATM and transferring cash. Yeah. It'd be weird. Yeah. Um, Plus, you got to leave your house, dude. You're trying to stay in your house, dude. dude. I'm trying to stay in my house, dude. Direct deposit that shit, bro. my house. Try quarantine. Come on, dude. Send it to my Venmo, at least. <laughs> Venmo. Can the, government Ven- can the government cash at me, please? Yeah, come on. Can you just do it through my OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, but uh I don't know. I've uh haven't done much otherwise this week. Um Liz came over for a couple days. That was nice. Alex was telling me about that. Came through Thurs Thursday till she left today to go to Easter. Oh, with so her she parents. was there there. She was there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, jealous so of you, nice. bro. You got some ass, bro. You got some fucking everything cooking for you, nice, dude. dude. That was nice. I'll say it was nice. 
I feel like this situation has brought me back to V for L status, dude. I've just been <laughs> jerking off like a motherfucker, dude. I mean, dude, I'm back at that now. I've, I mean, you're I've, back at that now. I flew too close to the sun, dude. Oh yeah, you got too used to having it. Now you're just, you're just. Oh no. Yeah, it's been rough, dude. I mean, like you, you. Okay, so you have a girlfriend. Yeah. And I respect you immensely for the fact that you did not hang out with her for a long ass time. Like way, <laughs> way, way longer than I would have ever done yeah. that. And that's I, I was I was on a zo- I was on a Zoom conversation with Alex and Scott until like way too late in the morning on Friday night, like five in the morning. <laughs> um I think it was right after we left the um the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been the same night, I can't remember. Or no, that was last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last night. Because I was on that. Me and Scott were on that for a little bit, and then yeah. like we're all talking, and like Liz was. That was, with by Scott, the way, so. that was completely by accident. Like literally, I remember. I know, like, because Scott opened it. Scott, me and him were on it for a while. Like I literally, and then, was, and it sent to all the chat. So then I think right when you opened Instagram. <laughs> It's yeah, I like, opened Instagram and I was walking home from like my the end of my shift. I was just walking up the street to the apartment and all of a sudden I just heard you talking in my phone. <laughs> you were just like, Yeah, dude, blah blah blah. And I was like, like, Did I turn the podcast on? Yeah, I I like <laughs> I'm put not it at on. the grocery store. <laughs> I like picked up my phone and I looked at it and I just saw you talking and then I saw my face in it and I was like, Am I on a live Zoom? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> How long have I been live? I know. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was on? literally just right then, though. Like, you yeah. just came on. Yeah, we so assumed you, guys, you knew what was going on. Yeah, you guys hoodwinked me. But, I mean, it was it was fun. But, like, the night before, I was on Zoom with Alex for a long-ass time, and then, and then Scott joined up, like, two hours later. And, I mean, I was drinking, like, I was drinking way too much, dude. Like, I think I, I, I had, like, the frosted mugs in my fridge which can contain two Bud Lights each. So I was just filling those up and just tossing them back. You're not Alex, just going to half fill the mug. Dude, my brother was... Uh, yeah, exactly. Why would you fucking half fill them? That's ridiculous. Yeah. My brother was dead set on this app called GoPuff. He was like... Because Alex oh, ran out to like, of... deliver snacks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alex ran out of cigs, right? And I was still... I was on my last Jewel Pod of my last order, and so I was killing it. I was fine. I was buzzing up. Alex ran out of cigs, and he was like, dude, I really wish I had a cig right now. And that's one of those moments when, like, it brings you back to reality where you're like, okay, I'm Zoom hanging out with this person, but, like, if we were hanging out, hanging out, I'd give him a cig right now. Like, we'd really be chilling. <laughs> I'd share a cig with him I'd right share now. a cig. Like, it, that's what, there's certain, like, there's certain things that I feel like throughout this quarantine I've gotten used to. I've gotten used to having a conversation with you like this. I've gotten used yeah. to it. But there are certain elements of it that are still missing, that every now and then present themselves, and you're like, damn, this kind of fucking sucks. This kind yeah. of fucking sucks. If so Alex weird. were here right now, I'd let him hit my jewel. I'd give him a pack of cigs. I'd do this. I'd do that. And it's just like, it sucks. So my dude, brother I'd be was sipping like, on one of those fucking like coffee, whatever the fuck. Yeah, you the make. fucking Russians, dude. You'd be crushing them right now. Crushing, crushing Russians. Them. And um, so my brother's like, Alex, if you want to get cigs, dude. The fucking convenience store, the gas station, and the A-plus across the street, they're both closed, so you got to order through this app called GoPuff. I've seen a bunch of apps for them, right? And so we're like, all right, cool. So Alex downloads the app, and the whole time he's like, dude, this app looks super sketchy. Like, it's asking if I can share stuff on Facebook. It's asking this. It's asking what? that. Just told me to take a picture of my credit card. That's fucking sketchy. And, like, all kinds of bullshit. Finally, so he's like, try- he, so he types in. Now, mind you, this app is called GoPuff. 
which would insinuate yeah. it's that, like a kind of like a stoner snack delivery thing from what i've seen yeah but the the main word in here is puff which would imply smoking Cigarettes, right yeah. i mean like right like, you know so Probably. he he goes into the app and he tries to type in marlboro lights nothing comes up he tries to type in camels nothing comes up Finally, he types in just the word cigarettes, and the only thing that comes up is kings. Now, at the time, I had not thought about what kings actually are, which I'll get to in a second. I thought kings were just some kind of, like, off-brand. Some, like, brand, yeah. Some weird brand of cigarettes that maybe, like, they were the developer, and they just somehow weaseled their way in there to being the only cig that was deliverable. Who fucking knows? You know, I was thinking a bunch of I was drunk, too. And so... <laughs> Alex, I, Dom and I were just like, dude, Alex, just order fucking Kings, bro. Fuck it. And Alex was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I really wanted Parliaments, blah, blah, or I really wanted Marlboros. And I was like, dude, obviously you're not going to be able to get them. Just order Kings. You'll enjoy it either way. So he orders Kings. An hour and a half later, the order gets there. He ordered two packs of Kings, a Gatorade, and a, and a pack of Gushers. Yeah. The guy gets there, he drops it off. Alex is opening the order. The first thing he pulls out is a card that says, Go Puff, deliver the moment, which I was like, that's a good slogan. I like that slogan. Next thing he pulls out is a pack of gushes. I'm like, all right, we're working with it. Pulls out the Gatorade. He pulls out the pack of cigs, and he says, Oh, my God, I'm going to call the police. And I was like, Oh, my God, what? And he was like, These are candy cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Those motherfuckers. 2.30 2.30 in the morning, delivered Alex Glazer two packs of candy fucking cigarettes. Are you fucking kidding me? An app That's called like false Go-Puff. advertisement. That dude. is ridiculous. It should. It is unacceptable. And so Alex, like, I was pissed off. I was legit. Like, I'm furious right now. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very mad. And dude, you look <laughs> upset. I'm very mad. And, and Alex is very mad. And we were both very mad. And I was like, this is honestly inexcusable. Like, you don't call your app Go Puff. Like, the main insinuation there is smoking, right? Where you're puffing a pack of Snickers. Like, you're not, you're smoking, bro. Yeah. You're smoking. And you're telling me you don't sell cigarettes? So he actually went up texting his delivery driver, whose name was Shorty. <laughs> and he texted Shorty and he said, Shorty, I will give you 10 bucks to bring me a real pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and Shorty was like, dude, I got three more deliveries, but I got you. And sure enough, at 4.30 in the morning, Shorty showed up to 1501 or whatever the fuck apartment he lives at with a pack of Marlboro Lights. Fuck yeah, dude. And so it was a happy ending, but at the same time, like, we were speculating. We were like, was this app developed by, like, an anti-smoking campaign or something where, like, that's, like, a thing they do? It's probably more of a thing that, like, they can't like legally sell cigarettes like that. But why would there be an app called Go Puff that doesn't smell that doesn't sell smoking supplies? I mean, it's just it's. Completely... I think it's literally like a weed thing. I think it's like a stoner munchie delivery service, and it's like Go Puff, like Go Puff weed and fucking order some snacks. And go smoke go your anywhere. own shit and then yeah. order gushers <laughs> yeah, from yeah, us. Exactly. Okay. See that that is a very smoker justification for it. And I, I haven't... just think I think Dom saw it and didn't even read it. <laughs> I think that's a more a likely story. I'm sure he didn't. 
<laughs> all these things are making sense. First of all, I haven't been high in like a month because I only smoke when I'm with you or with other people that smoke. And so I'm completely tuned out of the whole smoker logic. True. I've been I've been unhigh for too long. I don't even understand where you fucking stoners are coming from, dude. I don't even get it. <laughs> like to you, what you're saying right now makes sense. But to me, yeah, of course. I'm thinking like, bro, that's retarded. No, dude, like, I'm going to puff a cigarette, and hopefully it's candy. I'm going to pay $20 to get two packs of cigarettes. That would be cigarettes. like if you had an app called How much Go- do they sell them for, at least? Like, regular cheap, price. Right? Like, no. Like, they were regular, regular price. price. Like, he bought what a pack fuck? of candy cigarettes for, like, $8. It was ridiculous. Dude, that would be like if you had an app called Go Bike, and all you could buy was, like, Band-Aids and... Like shit that happens after you get in a bike accident. God, you know damn, what I mean, dude. You know what I mean, like, oh, like, oh no, we don't sell bikes. We don't sell helmets. We just sell like shit that happens like when you do bike and when you do bike <laughs> and then you want this afterwards. Like we sell water and and motor oil. Like go fuck yourself. How about go fuck yourself? That should be the name of your fucking company. Damn. Ridiculous. That is pretty fucking devious though. That's definitely scammy. To just sell fake cigarettes on like a delivery service site and like make it look like you're buying real because cigarettes. You know that everyone knows that no one at two thirty AM is like, you know what I could really use right now? A pack of candy cigarettes. <laughs> Who buys candy cigarettes, bro? They should at least like notify you to be like, hey, just so you know, you ordered not real cigarettes. Yeah, like you know how like when I install like, a program tech on my computer, immediately yeah. send a response like, to be like, hey. Are you okay? <laughs> like, are you sure you'd like to install this app? Are you sure you'd like to order candy cigarettes right now? It's 2.30 <laughs> on a Saturday. Is this actually what you want? Do you really want candy cigarettes? Do you really want a fucking box of chalk sticks? Is that what you want? You were sitting in your fucking apartment going, you know what I can really use right now, dude? No, I Kings. This, I have this blackboard, but I have nothing to write on it with. <laughs> You know, that would be a good sub candy cigarettes. <laughs> it's unacceptable, dude. I, I didn't even think candy cigs were legal anymore. I thought they were illegal. Because I thought they um, made, like, all flavored oh, jewels yeah. and shit illegal. Like, what the fuck? Well, I think, like, candy cigarettes are illegal because it's, like, marketing a product that, like, it's kind of, like, trivializing cigarettes to kids. You know yeah, what I mean? What year is this, bro? Is this 1947? Who the, what the kid, what kid do you know? Is chilling with candy cigarettes. Yeah. If anything, you'd be chilling with a candy drug. (laughs) If anything, the fucking um, baby bottle pop was like a candy jewel. Because that was kind of like the same shape, if you think about it, right? Baby bottle pop was like a candy, like, rave. (laughs) Dude, baby bottle pop is probably the most ridiculous candy of all time. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it. Reverting to a a baby as a child. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. And then you fucking have like this stick made of like bullshit. Like it's not even good. Like try to eat the stick without the stuff. And then you lick it and then you dip it in like just a pile of sugar. Just a pile of sugar. Insane. In the form of a baby bottle, which what was the purpose of that? Why are you doing this to me? And that Yo, was I the whole just suck it out of the nipple. Because they probably thought that would be too weird. They were like, we can't just let <laughs> like kids grown men others. nurse off of this candy. <laughs> that would be too weird. 
What was the other crazy one? Um, it was kind of like, oh, uh, ring pops. Ring pops were such bullshit. Ring pops were bullshit because they made your fucking hands sticky. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to eat a candy without the whole cleanup factor. Like, I don't want to have to, like, hold this. Like And, and, and like, the, the idea of a ring pop is to, like, oh, you can keep it on your hand and eat it throughout the day and just leave a sticky-ass piece of sugar yeah. on your finger. As it accumulates germs dust and, dog and hair bullshit. And fucking, yeah. Used Band-Aids somehow on it. <laughs> Fucking, you jump in the pool with the ring pop on, hop out, take a lick. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did probably plenty of times. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure I did that too. In my ring pop days, because I've I've been known to have a few ring pops on the finger, dude. I've <laughs> had blinged out, dude. More than ten ring pops cruising on my finger, dude. <laughs> and it was always like a pool type situation or like a family party. Damn, Go on dude. the slip and slide. Snag the dirt with the ring pop. <laughs> Wash fucking, it off in the sprinkler at the end. I fucking hated family parties when I was a kid, dude. Like, Oh, yeah, because, you, like, you know, it's like uh, you can't really talk to the grown-ups because they're all busy talking to each other and getting drunk. Um, it depends on if you have, like, kids around your age. Sometimes that's fun, but sometimes it's like, ah, oh, fuck, now I'm stuck with this guy. Um, just because, like, we're around the same age. And then, yeah, I don't know. You're always like, oh, fuck, I wish I was hanging out with my friends. Well, These people are just like weird knockoffs of my friends. Yeah, they're like <laughs> less like desirable versions of my awkward, real friends. Dude. And like, I would say like, I've always, you know, people always talk about like how there's like a certain time in your life when you started to be interested in girls and stuff like that. And like, I wouldn't that, say that, that applies happened to me. for you at family reunions or <laughs> <laughs> I mean like my, my my parents would go to like, you know, like basically the way I look at it is like, you know, if Dan and Marissa when we're like twenty years from now and we all have kids and shit and like they have like a fucking fourth of July party or something and like I bring my kids over and it's like Dan and Marissa's kids hanging out with my kids and like, you know, it's that kind of situation. Not really mm-hmm. my cousins or anything. It's just like people that my family hangs out with, you know? Yeah. And like when I was that age, like, I was always kind of, like, interested in girls, which was probably a result of, like, some shit that happened earlier. But, like, I always had those, like, thoughts, but I was always a loser. And so, like, <laughs> for my... Yeah, I feel like as, like, a very horny middle schooler, my, like, ideal of a party going to it, like, even if it was a family party, I'd be like, all right, so one of the cousins is going to bring, like, a hot friend. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit it off. We're going to end up fucking in the basement later on. I'm mm-hmm. going to hold her hand and probably kiss her cheek or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the fireworks going to go off. It's going to be a sick 4th of July. Yeah. And, and it- then you get there, and then you're like, God, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm hanging out with my this fucking guy. Who the fuck is this guy? It, it it was it was brutal, dude. I fucking hated being a kid. As much as people like reminisce and are nostalgic about being a kid, I love being an adult. I I if I could choose it, I would be an adult all the time. Yeah. Well, like, especially liked- the way we lead our lives as adults cuz we're just kind of like kids without normal jobs. We're <laughs> like, kids without fucking <laughs> We're kids without parents right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do what the fuck I want, and I love it, dude. Like, being a kid, honestly, kind of fucking sucked. My least favorite thing to hear when I was younger 
was when I would ask a question and people would be like, oh, I'll tell you when you're older. And I used to get so mad because I was like, just fucking tell me, dude. I'm obviously smart enough to synthesize that you're lying to me right now. Just <laughs> fucking tell me, dude. I'm tired of you talking to me like I'm a little ass bitch. Just respect me. But also, even at my age right now, I'm starting to realize that like people still look at me as a 27-year-old and probably you as well. Mm-hmm. People that are 37, 47. They still I look at us little kid, dude. as kids, you know? It never ends. It never ends. But at least now I'm my own man, you know? Like, I'm not going to Like, the, the kid part of my life was 100% developmental and nothing else. I didn't really have any, like... Like, the best moments of my life have always been as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have any... I didn't date anybody in high school. I didn't date anybody in middle school. Like, you know, you didn't either. Like, we were, yeah. we were fucking chilling. You know, like... Chilling, dude. Hanging with just, the boys. We spent, like, 21 straight years of being losers so that we would be awesome-ass adults, dude. Exactly. And that's kind of, like, the better way to Living be my dad. Living our best life now, dude. My dad would always say, he's like, hey, Jim, you're going to be a kid... You're going to be an adult a lot longer than you're going to be a kid, and so I'm not raising you to be a cool kid. I'm raising you to be a cool <laughs> guy. And I was like... As a kid, that's I was like, a, that's Dad, a good I thing, dude. suck as a kid. And he was Dad, like, hey, I wish I was cool right now. I'm a fucking loser. Everybody's making fun of me. You'll be cool <laughs> when you're 20. Thanks, Dad. Maybe. Because I'm nine right well, now. Let's push it back a couple years. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, let's not 20. I see, I see what I'm working with. Not 20. <laughs> not 20. <laughs> not 21. Maybe. 22, though. Jordan year? That's the reason it's called the those Jordan just, year, baby. Those are just painful areas of life because I remember feeling that way about, like, hanging out with people and not really knowing how to be, like, when you were a kid, it was such a more important thing to be, like, cool or something to, like, fit in, you know? And, like, there were always, like, the older kids and you were, like, trying to, like... And I was just never good at that. I just never fit in and, like, I never understood the concept of how to associate with a girl or how to talk to a girl or anything like that. And it just, you know, I, I really don't have any, like, great memories of being a kid. <laughs> I really don't. Like, Yeah, I don't really have any, like, standout. I mean, like, obviously I had, like, cool shit that happened to me as a kid. But, like, um, yeah, I don't remember, like, I don't, like, look back fondly at anything that happened in any school. Any amount of schooling. It was all bullshit. Yeah, we didn't have that. All the cool shit happened outside of it. Which is kind of a blessing because a lot of the people that were cool in high school are, like, not cool now, which is fine. You know, I'll take that. But, yeah. like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, dude, your 20s are sick. Kids, if any kids are listening, because I know we're a big kid podcast <laughs> for children. and I, I check off the box on YouTube. Is this made for kids? Yes, it's made for kids. Kids should listen. we get listen. that ad money, baby. <laughs> That's how we get that ass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just don't worry about it, dude. You're going to be fucking fine. You're going to be fucking fine, dude. If I could just... I remember having, like, weird, like, fantasies about myself when I was old. Like, when I was, like, nine. And I was like, I wonder what I'm going to be like when I'm, like, 20. Or yeah. I wonder what I'm going to be like As a I'm, kid, like, you can't even imagine the cool shit you'll do as an adult. Exactly. It's a whole different world, dude. It's a whole different world. And I always had older friends, so I was always, like prematurely introduced to these situations and I always felt like I was behind and uh yeah 
Like I said, when my dad was fucking yelling up a fucking storm in the house, I walked outside on the front porch and was just watching kids play, and I just couldn't help but bring myself back to those days, dude, and just watching kids and just understanding. <laughs> <laughs> watching kids, thinking watching of traps kids. I could lay out and blacking out the... The windows in my van. <laughs> I will say, I will say the worst part about being a grown man, and this is something that women will never understand. Women will never understand this, but I legitimately love kids. I love kids. I think they are so fascinating. I feel like women love kids too. No, that's what I'm saying. Women love kids, but it's totally socially acceptable for like a grown woman to walk up to a little kid and be like, "Oh my god, how how, how are you?" and like play with them and hang out with them and like watch them and shit like that. But like me as a man, if I just walk up to your little 7-year-old daughter and just start fucking "Hey, how are you?" like that's weird. That's weird. I can't do that, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but I do love kids. And sometimes, like, when I'm in, like, Dunkin' Donuts... You can Donuts, do the small stuff, though. Like, if a kid's over the shoulder of their parent, and they're like, wah, 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 and you just, like, look at them like, ooh, he, ah, ooh, ooh, and they start laughing. You get your little ones in, you know? Yeah, you can, you can, you can like, throw a little couple jabs here and there, but, like, for the most part, I'm always very self-conscious about, like, being self-aware and understanding this guy doesn't know me. Like if a guy is in there with his six-year-old daughter and she's like making funny faces <laughs> at me and I'm like making funny faces back at her. Uh, I'm like talking about more like babies. Oh, okay, okay. But, but I don't like, know. I mean like it, at like that's like the thing you can do at like family parties too. Like if like, uh, I don't know, I'll like play with my cousin's kids or like, you know, do stupid games like, oh, no, you can't. You can't uh, pet the dog because uh, you'll turn into a dog. And then you're like, oh, my God, I'll turn into a dog. And I'm like, yeah, get away. You can't touch him. And then I'll try to get the dog to go closer to them. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think about shit like that. I think, the, I, think the, I think the most thing I'm looking forward to is when we all have kids and I get to meet your kids and you get to meet my kids. And, like, we're all, like, Uncle Jim and Uncle Eric and stuff like that. And, and like, I just can't wait to, like, see how much your kids are like you. And yeah. Because I, I was thinking about that, like, how, like, I know. Like, I remember, like, overhearing conversations in my car where, like, I'd be, like, arguing with my dad as, like, a eight-year-old. And my dad would be, like, hanging out with his friend, like, doing random shit. And I'd be in the back of the car. And my dad's friend would be, like, he is so you, dude. He is so you. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's, I would be, like, fucking, I would be furious arguing with my dad about some shit. Like, I remember I got in this big-ass argument with my dad about why checks were a thing. Like I was the cereal? Like, no, checks. Like, the idea of writing a check. I was like, Dad, <laughs> think about it. You can just write a check, but you don't have to have the money. You can just write a check. <laughs> and that's just, like, you just made up that money. And then you just... You paid for it. And my dad was, like, trying his damnedest to explain to me, like, no, Jim, you have to have that money in your account. Like, it's based off an account. And I was like, Dad, that's bullshit, bro. And just, like, being... Yeah, just write a big check to yourself and deposit it into your account. That was literally my logic. That was literally my logic. <laughs> and I was so convinced I was right and just arguing it to the fucking depths of reality. And my my dad's friend was just like, he is just so you right now. And I, I just remember hearing him say that and be like, damn, I can't wait till like we all have that, you know? 
I think that's a cool I think that's a cool part of being an adult is like seeing like aspects of your closest friends being like kind of like perpetuated through their kids and stuff like that. I really do. I really do. I always have loved kids and I think the worst part about being a grown man is that I'm not allowed to just fucking play with kids all the time. Dude, um are you going baby crazy? You trying to have a baby soon? <sighs> I'm not trying to. I will say that, like, one of my ultimate life goals is to have a kid. I mean, no yeah. doubt. I mean, no doubt. Like, I want to have a kid. I think that it's like is part a, of our DNA. Well, I also think it's a necessary part of life. I don't think you've fully matured as a person until you've had a child. I really don't. And I think I, I really do look at having a kid as, like, it really is kind of like, and the reason why I think people are driven towards it is because you really are kind of, like, to put it in, in like modern terms you're kind of like downloading your self onto another being that lives on past you yeah you're making a fucking backup exactly and so like the the love that you have for a child i've never personally experienced but i could totally kind of like intellectualize it as this thing where it's like this kid is me this is me yeah, suddenly, you know? like, you're not the most important part, like, person to yourself mm -hmm. because there's literally two of you. Or at least, like, there's a half of you. Like, mm -hmm. there's an extra half of you somewhere that, like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> like, and shit, I, I got to take care of that, too. And I think that's why I have such a fear of having one right now is because I have such a respect for the level of responsibility that it is. You know, like, my biggest fear at this moment in my life is accidentally having a kid. I couldn't think of anything worse. I would literally rather get AIDS than have a kid with a girl that I didn't plan on having a kid with. Like, I couldn't think of anything worse than bringing another life into this world that I'm not prepared to give it the best life possible. Yeah. You know, that scares me to fucking death. And it's because I have such an immense respect for that responsibility and because I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm not ready for that responsibility, you know? But it's definitely something that I plan on doing, but it's also definitely something that I don't ever really actually see myself thinking I'm ready for. Yeah. Like, I just think there's going to be a point in my life where, like, I'm going to be in a stable relationship, and I'll, I might get married and just be fucking my wife, as people do, and then one day she's just going to be like, I'm pregnant, we're going to have a kid, and I'll be like, oh. Fuck. Okay. I guess this sounds right. Like this sounds right. Like I guess we're having a kid now. Like we're gonna have a kid, you know. And at that point, at that point for me, it's like life is no longer about me anymore. And I'm a selfish, conceited douchebag, bro. So like, what does that mean to fucking all of a sudden my life is about caring for another life, you know? Yeah, you gotta fill the void of uh, you know, being very narcissistic and self self-caring you got to care for others than yourself you know yeah and there's no more excuses there's no more like like i've always been fine with being a fuck up like i'm cool with being a delivery delivery driver right now why because there's only one person in the world that's suffering from my existence and that's me just me i will do whatever it takes bro i don't fucking care I will be a delivery driver. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll play at bars. I don't care because I have my own goals in mind. But once there's another person involved, changes the whole fucking game, dude. 
you're not a uh, you're not a brittle spirit, as Chappelle would would say. Yes, I'm not a brittle spirit, but having a kid, I think, changes fucking everything. And I do see myself like I thought about like you know how it would change me. I do see like I do see myself being a lot more hard on my son than I would with my daughter, um, because I think. This is hard to admit. I do think I'm kind of sexist in a way. And I think like most men are like a hinge sexist just because they haven't experienced what it's like being a woman, which is I, like totally logical. Well, I agree with you completely. And I I, I almost don't even think that's a bad thing to say because it, it is 100% because, true. Yeah, because why fake and lie to be like, oh, no, I totally get because you, yeah, you don't experience. Yeah, I'll never get it. I'll never understand it. Like, and so it's I'm always going to be ignorant to some aspects of it, you know. And I use the same argument to describe. Like, I've always been. I'm kind of old fashioned in terms of my values in in what um, it means to have like a full upbringing. And I've always believed in my heart of hearts that the ideal situation is to be raised by. Again, okay. You know, this stay is just my mommy. Yeah. That's an not essential even, worker, dude. Not even necessarily stay at home. I've always believed that the that the ideal situation is to be raised by a woman and a man. And this is gonna come off weird, and I don't care because this is just what I believe. And I it's not this isn't a knock to um a a gay male couple who adopts a kid or a gay female company who adopts couple who adopts a kid. This is just in my in my personal belief system. I think it's necessary as far as my perception of how upbringing works is I had in my upbringing a woman that my father taught me was the perfect woman. That was my mother. My father always stressed it like this is a good woman and my mom was nurturing and she brought all the female aspects into my life that were necessary for making me not not only respect women but there's also a certain level that women bring to an upbringing that, like, they bring that kind of, like, nurturing and understanding and, like, emotional connection that I think a lot of men don't have, you know? I, what yeah, I dude, got from my right. dad— You're very sexist, dude. <laughs> I, I know. I am sexist. I am sexist, but I'm, I'm just— I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm speaking from, like, my own— I don't think own... you're saying anything bad. No. Those, yeah. What I'm saying is, like— m- what I got from my dad, I never got, like, necessarily emotional support. I got that from my mom, and I learned what a good woman is. But I learned how to be a man from my father. Because how could you ever expect a woman to teach a man how to be a man? In the same way, it sounds sexist when I say that, but if I yeah. were to reverse it... <laughs> yeah, well, it the would, reverse sounded really nice. <laughs> yeah, but the reverse would be, how would you ever expect a man to teach a woman how to be a woman? At a certain point, if I was a girl, growing up as a girl and going through middle school and getting my period and things like that, at a certain point, I would need a woman to speak to and say, hey, like... This is what I'm going through. This is something that you went through. Can you talk to me about it? I couldn't tell my daughter about what it's like when she gets her period. I've never been there. All I ever was in middle school was a fucking kid jerking off to fucking porn and shit like that. I don't know what it was like being a developing girl yeah. at that point. They like, never I, have their period in porn. They don't. Unless you're watching some weird shit. <laughs> in which case you signed up for it. But like, 
I think both sides are necessary. And um, I think that in terms of my own personal self, I've always imagined that if I have a son, I probably will be harder on him than I would with a, with a daughter. I think I'd be much softer on my daughter. And I think I'd put a lot more stress on her learning how to be a woman from her mother. Because that's not something that I feel like I could teach her. You know, I would instill in her. I think my job as a father, if I was to raise a daughter, is to teach her the type of man that she should be looking out for. The type of man that she should be searching for. Like, this is how a man should treat you. You know, don't talk to that guy who ignores you. Don't talk to that guy who treats you like shit. Like, this is the kind of attention you should get from men. And this is the kind of thing you should be searching for. And that's what I would instill in my daughter. But when it comes to all the extra shit, the real shit, that's something that I would totally defer to my wife and be like, you talk to her about her period. I, what am I going to say about that? I don't fucking know. But when it comes Dude. to my son, when it comes <laughs> to my son, there's certain things that I'm going to be like, hey, step off. I'm going to beat his fucking ass, dude. If he's doing this shit, fuck that little kid. Beat his ass, fucking teach him how to be a man. And, and that's, that could be, that could be part of a fucked up way I was raised. That could be wrong. But that's just the way I think. That's just the way I think. I think that's fair. But also, I think it's going to be funny when you have, like, a thotty daughter. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I hope you know, I don't, like a dude. daughter with an OnlyFans, dude. Dude, I will... I would probably kill myself. <laughs> I probably would. Shit. I couldn't imagine it. I, I Tell her that when you tuck her in every night. You know, if you become a thought... I will kill myself, now read a book, and go to bed. <laughs> I think that, you, well, first of all, you and I both had very, I mean, you only had a brother. You never had a sister. Yeah. And your only feminine influence in your regular day-to-day family life was your mother. Same with yeah. me. You know? And, and my so, mom was definitely, like, like, a tomboy, you know? So she had, like, more, like, she, my mom definitely, like, was kind of like like she was definitely like the matriarch and like did all the stuff that you're talking about like you know comforting and nurturing and yada 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 but she also you know she was the one that played catch with me and like fucking uh, <laughs> like my dad would take me fishing and stuff but my mom would always like kick the soccer ball around with me and shit that's cool that's cool and i will say like you know when i went through my whole breakup situation a couple years ago and like i never really had a true connection with my mom before then you know she was just always just like my mom you know and then when i went through that whole situation she was really able to kind of put things in perspective like on an emotional level that i had never like it really helped me a lot to have someone in my life that really understood me as a person because your mom knows you, you know, you're, yeah. you are your mom. And, like, she knows you, she knows your weaknesses, she knows your strengths, and she knows how to talk to you, and she knows what you're going through. And so when I talked to my mom about those things, like, it helped me more than anything. Because I was in a situation where I didn't, as gay as it sounds, I didn't need someone to tell me the logical side of things. I needed someone to just kind of, you know, I sound like somebody's girlfriend right now, but... <laughs> I needed somebody you knew the to just, emotions, dude. I needed somebody to just kind of listen to me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I just that's what a mom's somebody. for, dude. And that's necessary. And I think both sides are necessary. And I think I think that's an issue. I think if it, I think that look, this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think 
that a lot of men that grow up without a fatherly influence, they, they miss that. They get that side of it, but they don't get the other side of it. I think you need both sides. I really do. I really do. I'm not saying that you can't have a good upbringing. I'm just saying that the ideal upbringing would be to have both sides because you need both sides, I think. You know? That's all I'll say about that. Dude, when are you trying to get married by? Um, I would, you know, it's hard to put a deadline on that, you know? I, I, ideally... Would you have a kid before marriage? No. I would try not to. I would try not to. And, and, and primarily the reason for that is because as a man, as a father, you lose a lot of rights to have a kid before marriage. If, you have a, if, you, if you're married and you have a child, you have a lot more leverage in terms of custody and things like that. If you're already looking. <laughs> you're already thinking about well, divorce. I've, I've seen, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking in terms Listen, of like. I'm having a couple marriages. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I'm just thinking in terms of like things I've seen throughout my life. I've seen, you know, my uncles and things like that have kids with women that the marriage didn't work out, and they were kind of fucked because they didn't have the whole like we were married when we had the kid and so therefore they lost custody and things like that like naturally so and i completely kind of agree with it like obviously a woman has primary rights to the kid you know Mm -hmm. but if you're married then suddenly that gives a father a lot more say in how that kid is raised and so for me i think the most responsible thing to do is to to get married and have a child as opposed to the reverse of that situation because, you know, nobody dates anybody. Nobody gets married with the plan of divorcing. Nobody, yeah. nobody dates somebody planning on breaking up. But these things happen more often than not. I mean, think about how many people you date versus how many people you marry. You know, I've dated and gone on dates and had sex with way more people than I ever will wind up marrying. You know, so the statistical odds of that shit working out are way lower than you like to think so. So, like... I think the ideal turn of events would be I'd get married and then have a child. As far as when I plan on getting married, it's almost it's 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 a, like a non it's a non thought to me. I will get yeah, married when same. it seems right. I will get married when it seems right. You know, and you're and you're kind of in a you're kind of in a slightly different situation because you are in a, like like a long term relationship that like you guys are like. I'm not saying it would make sense if you asked her to marry you right now, but, like, at the same time, like, if you were, like, a year down the road, be like, yo, will you marry me? Like, that would be, like, kind of normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it would, like, it wouldn't raise any red flags, but also still. Yeah. Farthest I wouldn't thing from imagine my you would do that. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> couldn't see you doing that, but at the same time, it certainly wouldn't be out of the ordinary in the grand scheme of things to do that. Yeah. For in me, society's eyes, it would yeah. be weird. For me, I'm not even close to that, you know? And, like, for me, I've always kind of thought, like, I think one of the great things about being a dude is that I can really have kids whenever I want, you yeah. know? So, like, if I decide 10 years from now... You're going to be an 30, old dad? Not necessarily an old dad. Like, Lucas Lee's dad is 70 right now, bro. Lucas Lee's his dad is 70. That means, how old is Lucas? He's our age, so he's 27. Actually, he's a little bit older than us, so he's 28. 
His dad had him when he was 42. And Lucas was his first kid. Damn. His first kid he had when he was 42. Now, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. But what I am saying is that it's possible. it is doable. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> yeah, within the next 15 years, I'll probably have a kid. But, like, you know, is that something that, like, if I was a chick, that would be much more on the table. Like, okay, well, you know, I'm fucking 28 right now. I need to have a kid within the next seven years or else it's fucking unhealthy or you don't want to be having kids when you're 40 because that's dangerous for health reasons and shit like that. There's a whole bunch of other shit to worry about. Like, dude, I can bust nuts till the end of my days, bro. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. And if, you know, if you start going low, just put a couple, pop a couple in an ice cube tray and throw it in the freezer. You'll be fine. Yeah. And yes. (laughs) And probably the longer I wait to have a kid, the cooler kid that kid will be because the more developed of a man I'll be. If I had a kid right now, who knows what that kid would wind up being? <laughs> I'm, I can't teach a kid how to be a man at this moment in life. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a full man right now. I yeah. feel like a fucking kid. I feel like a kid. And I don't feel ready to take another person on my wing and say, hey, here's how you succeed in life. Here's how you become a man. Because who the fuck am I to tell you that? You know? You know? Real shit. Real shit coming at you live. Live from the studio, dude. I had a, um, I was on delivery drive and, uh, I was driving down like in the Annesley neighborhood, kind of like off of York Mm -hmm. Road, made a left, and I pulled off into the neighborhood. And this kid, he's probably like seven, six or seven years old, wearing a helmet, very safe of him, but he was on a bike. And he bolted out in the middle of the street. Luckily, this is one of the few times when I was actually driving safely because normally (laughs) I am driving like a fucking maniac. And I stopped my car just in time to not hit him. And his parents were actually sitting outside on the porch watching him a couple doors down. Mm -hmm. And I pulled up and there were like neighbors outside and they were like, Thank you for being so conscientious. Thank you for pulling into the neighborhood so slowly. Like, thank you for stopping and this, that, the other thing. And then they, like, complimented the kid. They were like, hey, buddy, good job stopping. Good job doing this. Good job doing that. And all I was thinking in my mind was, like, if I didn't stop, that kid would have been dead. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he stopped in the road. Yeah, this would have been a whole different situation. Like, like You guys would have been, you wouldn't have been like, oh, well, we applaud your effort for attempting to stop. Yeah. You stopped a couple feet too short, but uh <laughs> like they were like they what stuck out to me was like they were like building up his confidence in in doing something that could potentially hurt him. Yeah. I remember being a kid and I remember I bolted out in the alley when I was like 8 years old and a neighbor was driving down the alley in their fucking SUV and they stopped right before hitting me and she got out of the car and said, where do you live? And I said, I live at 249 Ridge Avenue. And she brought me up to my house. And she knocked on the door. And she said, hey, I just want to let you know. He bolted out in the middle of the alley. This is the other thing. My dad fucking obviously beat my ass and things like that. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, this neighbor's a fucking snitch. She fucking ratted me out. Now I'm in trouble. Now I'm punished. And this, and that. But in reality, she was looking out for me. She was saying, this kid is doing something that if I didn't manage to stop, he could have been dead. And so I'm taking measures to say, you know, obviously I look like a bad guy right now, but I want to make sure this kid is okay. 
And when I drove through the neighborhood and that kid drove out in the middle of the road and his parents didn't do anything like that, all I could think was, this kid's going to get hit I got to take this into my own hands. I got to hit this kid. Yeah, you got to hit this kid with your car. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all I'm saying is like, that's not a moment. Like, it was like the classic, like, stonely parent type of situation. I was like, no, this isn't a moment where you encourage your kid to do stupid shit. Like, you, you should put him inside and tell him he can't go outside for a week until he learns how to fucking look both ways before he crosses the sidewalk. I know yeah. that sounds brutal. I know that sounds harsh. But at the end of the day, when you're a kid, I'm worried about you fucking making it. I'm not worried about you liking me. I'm not trying to be your friend. If I'm your parent, I'm not your friend, bro. You might not think I'm your friend until you're like 30. And then you'd be like, oh, dad's a pretty cool guy. I'm not your fucking friend when you're 15, bro. <laughs> you're not going to that point. My non-existent kid. <laughs> yeah, my non-existent kid. Don't think we're friends when you were 15, dude. dude I'm not your fucking friend when you're 15. You're getting worked up over your non-existent kid. <laughs> I'm getting pissed off because I care about this kid, and I care about the fact that his fucking parents are, are so adamant about not hurting his feelings that they're putting him in danger. That pisses me off, dude. Fucking yell at your kid for once. Tell him he's wrong. Tell him it's not good to bolt down the middle of the street. Don't tell him good job for stopping in the middle of fucking street. Your ass would be fucking grass if I didn't stop, bro. <laughs> All right? Tell him that. That's what fucking matters, bro. You're trying to be friends with your fucking eight-year-old kid. You're not even concerned with the reality that he's going to be a fucking adult one day with no idea how to fucking operate in the real world. He's going to look at you and be like, oh, you're fucking... That shit pissed me off. Because all I... It didn't piss me off. Like, I'm not mad, even though dude, I seem you're very mad, mad right now. Mad, I seem bro. very mad right now. But, like, I wasn't mad. I was just astonished. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that, like, that's how some people raise their kids. I was raised to believe that everything is my fault. <laughs> everything. Every single thing that happens in the world is my fucking fault. That's how I was raised. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, maybe throw a little bit of that at your kid, but not, you know, you don't want to go all out. I mean, but, like, why not? Why not? <laughs> I turned out fine. <laughs> Look at me. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm fucking mad over imaginary shit right now, dude. I'm imagining situations, and now it has ruined my night. Look and how fine I, I want am. that for my kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it's weird because it's like we've only ever been raised by our own parents you know like we yeah, don't so know we never know what it's like what the right way is like you were raised differently than me but we are friends and we connect on a certain level but like you know like at the end of the day like we definitely came up in totally different environments oh for know? sure and that's what I always get on my dad about. Like, he would be yelling at me, and I'd be like, well, that fucking kid over there is totally fine, and his dad doesn't do this. His dad isn't <laughs> choking him out right now. Like, why are you choking me out right now? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, I'm cool now, so what the yeah, fuck? Right, what whatever. The fuck? <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever. Whatever. My kid's going to hit puberty late from me stressing him out too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dude. Oh shit. Dude, yeah. 
things are getting uh things are getting a little weird though in this quarantine. Um, Grocery stores are now the one I keep going to. They're only letting like a certain amount of people in. I had to like wait outside in a line six feet away from people. Which one do you go to? I went to uh, Eddie's on Roland, just because okay. it's like small and they also sell alcohol. So like. I'll just go there, get some fresh produce. They always got good produce. Dude, they had some Clorox wipes this week. I got a big tub of Clorox wipes. There you go. Um, but, you know, just get How's the essentials. How's the stock situation looking? Like, are, are they stocked? Like, do they have toilet paper? Do they have the shit you need? Like, how's that looking? So, I, could, I like, couldn't find paper towels the last two weeks. And now they're finally back. Like, I think the toilet paper and paper towel crisis is finally averted. Like, I think things are getting kind of back to normal. Like, they're still pretty scarce right now. Like, scarce right now. Scarce. The scarce Scars. right now. The scarce. The scarce. <laughs> the scarce. Um, but, uh, no. I mean, I'm still getting my essentials. I'm still getting, like, bread still there. Uh, obviously, like, rice and shit. Um, poultry. Get the essentials, baby. Some candy. I got some Gushers, too. It's funny that Alex got Gushers. <laughs> I got a six-pack of Gushers the last the time essentials. I went out. The essentials. <laughs> Fucking yeah, pizza I'm, cheese so I can make more pizzas. <laughs> I haven't really been out at the stores too, too much. And I remember, like, somebody on our on our first live stream, somebody asked a very good question. They were like, um, what do you feel about the whole, like, pricing situation of toilet paper, the fact that people are buying out stocks and reselling it and stuff like that? And, of course, you know, me being, like, a free market guy, my whole justification was, like, well, you know, like, there's not an actual scarcity of toilet paper. It's a, It was a panic buy type situation where people didn't know that toilet paper was going to be available next week. They, they couldn't definitively say that it would or wouldn't, so they... Instead, they just decided to say, let me just stockpile everything I can right now just in case. And so, like, was there actually a shortage in toilet paper? No. It was an artificial shortage in toilet paper where everybody bought everything at once. And so that wasn't necessarily something that the government had to step in and say this, that, the other thing. But at the same time, I haven't been to the stores enough to say definitively, can you buy toilet paper right now? Like, can you buy? You can totally buy toilet paper. Yeah. Um, Paper towels are a little more scarce. Scars, baby, scars. You love um, that word, dude. I keep saying it by accident. I don't know well, why. Well, I, I think it should be a word by now. <laughs> scarce. I think you're supposed to say it's scarce. I think it's supposed to be scarce, but, like, the way you're saying it, like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very European. It's scars. Um, it's scars. But, yeah, I still can't find, like, rubbing alcohol or anything. Um mm. But everything else is pretty pretty good to go. Like, nothing's been too hard to find. But I also just, like, kind of limit the places I'm going to. So if, like, they don't have it, I'm, like, fucked until the next time. I'm, like, brave enough to leave my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going on a couple walks, though. That's been nice. But then, like, I, like, went on a walk in the park with Elizabeth and uh, Michael, my downstairs neighbor, Michael Fur, previous hey. cast guest um and like we went through the like wyman park up near me and it was still kind of crazy the amount of people who had like dogs off the leash and it's like just don't don't touch me i don't want a dog touching me right now that i don't know you know because like let alone like you've been touching your owner and shit but also you probably like sniffed poop and 
Yeah. All this other, like, wet-ass dogs coming out of, like, the river of, like, JHU runoff. <laughs> it's you know like, what's, I don't know what the fuck's on you. What's crazy is I was, I, so last night, or two nights ago, whenever the fuck night it was, when I was talking to Alex, and he was saying, like, he was, his friends got on him, like, his podcast mates got on him about the fact that he had a little happy hour session with me and Zach the night that I called you up and shit like that. Uh-huh. Um... And they were like, oh, my God, you realize how irresponsible that was? Like, this or the other thing. But at the same time, like, one of his podcast guys is still hooking up with his this random girl. Like, she comes <laughs> over his house and sleeps over. The other one is still walking her dog at the park every day with her friends and doing shit like that. And it's weird to think how in this quarantine, everybody has kind of justified their own actions as, like, acceptable, but anything mm-hmm. else is unacceptable. So it's like, I don't you know, think like, your thing was that bad either, especially because it was so early in the thing, too. It was early in it. Like, literally, if you think about it, like, that was It was even, it probably was weekend. even before the stay-at-home shit. Yeah, it was literally, like, so, like, we were all at the bar the weekend before at Riptide. We were all chilling. Yeah. We were all doing our thing. And then that next Monday, they made the announcement. And then it was like four days later that I had a little fucking like balcony session with Alex and one other dude where like we didn't share cigarettes. And these, and this is what I was talking about with Alex. It's like, I have been taking this seriously to a point. And what I mean by that is I've been doing things differently than I normally do. Normally, I'm not a super conscious person when it comes to germs and shit like that. Like, I'll share a cig with you. I'll drink some of your beer. I'll finish your bomb. I'll hit you with a cigarette. Like, it's nothing to me, you know? And, like, now I've been thinking twice about those things. So, like, when we hung out, like, I had my jewel. Alex had a cigarette. He lit it. He was smoking it. And I was like, yo, can I get, like, normally I just ask for a drag of that, but, like, can you just hand me a new one because, like, this whole thing or whatever? And, like, we basically, my point is, is we were all taking measures outside of our regular daily, like, conduct to yeah. kind of mitigate the situation. And and to me, I felt like I was being responsible. And it's weird how, like, someone else who, like, oh, like, I look at that as some bad thing because you were just hanging out on a balcony. But, like, oh, going to a dog park and being around... 50 other people with their dogs running around and and fucking running up to people and spreading germs and shit like that like that's totally fine because that's something that I've decided for myself is acceptable but what you're doing is unacceptable and it's weird how everybody kind of has their own idea of what's okay and what's not okay and that's kind of what annoys me it kind of annoys me in a big way it also annoys me that people are so willing to like um be, all of a sudden become, like, police of that shit. Like, they're willing to call out their friends and stuff like that. And and our boy Floyd Godsey made, had a great post earlier what where he said, he said, if you're one of the people who snitches on someone doing XYZ in quarantine, you would have been the same person to snitch on Anne Frank or snitch on Harriet Tubman. And Ooh, at first glance, brutal. no, it's brutal. But at first glance, you look at that and be like, ah, that's, a little, that's a little harsh comparison. But at the same time, there's another way of looking at it and being like, well, these are all things that, like, I still consistently drop back to my immediate thought when this whole thing happened, which is, how long are you willing to be told what to do? And that, how long are you willing to be told to avoid your personal freedoms as a human being and hang out with your girlfriend and see your parents and do these things that are a part of life, you know? Like, there's a certain 
amount of time that I'm willing to put up with that before I say, fuck you, if this is the new version of life, I'm not signing up for it, you know? Yeah. Fucking kill me then. Fucking kill me then. Liberty or death. Shouts out New Hampshire. Like, <laughs> like, like at a certain point, there has to be a limit where people go, it just kind of freaks me out in a weird way how willing everyone was to just accept everything that was jammed down their throat and how willing people are to report people and bitch people out and all of a sudden become the police. And I don't think it's a ridiculous comparison to say, well, this was the same situation we were in. And like, like I know, I know how crazy I sound when I say this, trust me, I'm, I know, but like at the same time, there is a certain amount of leverage you give this, like these things don't happen like, when you look back at a thing like Nazi Germany or something like that, I know. I, even when I say this, I know I sound ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it anyway because I, I just need to say it. You got to get it off your chest. I got to anyway. get it off my chest. These things don't happen. Like, people always, like, my, my father, when I was talking to him today, in fucking person, like a normal human being, when I was talking to him, he was talking about how, like, when I was a little kid and he was in Dunkin' Donuts and he saw this woman with a tattoo on her arm in Dunkin' Donuts and she was, like, you know, like playing with me i was a little three-year-old kid and stuff and she was like making over me and stuff like that and he was like ma'am i couldn't help but notice that tattoo and she was like yeah like she had been through the holocaust and mm. they were talking a little bit and she was like let me just tell you something don't ever think that that couldn't happen here because the th when you look back throughout history and you look at how people are motivated to to take certain positions and how people are motivated to do certain things it it always just seems normal it always – you don't like – Yeah, don't, it never all happens at once. Yeah, it's you don't motivate gradual. an entire country of people to suddenly think it's okay to round up the Jews and put them in concentration camps. That is a systematic progression of normalizing certain thoughts and normalizing certain things to the point where now people that were turning in Jews and doing things like that thought – they legitimately thought that they were doing something right. They thought that they were acting for the greater good. And I'm not saying that that's what's going on right now. I'm just saying that that is the same thought process that I can't help but witness when I see people that are so willing to not only give up their own personal freedoms, but also be willing to, to get on other people for not giving up their personal freedoms and their willingness to, like, you've seen people, like, report people to the police and shit like that, and it's like, this is, that's how it happens. Like, that is what's going on in a weird way. I'm not saying it is what's going on, but you're watching the same thought process take place. Yeah. And there's never been a more kind of like revealing time throughout my life when I've seen like, oh, that's how it happened. Yeah, dude, the tattletales are in full effect right now. You know, and it's like everybody has their own justification because most people aren't bad people. Most people are just regular people. But if you can convince a regular person that what they're doing is for the greater good, like for instance, um, I actually took this down in my notes. Um, Apple and Google and I think Facebook are working on some new type of like surveillance program where they can monitor your phone like they're doing in like South Korea and like the Asian countries where they can like trace who you've been in contact with and if and if you've been in contact with XYZ person like they can like you know do whatever and it's like yeah when people are praising south korea's response to it they should also mention the footnotes like yeah they've just been tracking people and if you're known to be a person who's had it they'll just like email the people that you've been in contact with through gps and uh 
they, that's how they've, you know, there's like a good side to it. Like the virus has been kind of, they, they well, stopped yeah. the curve. Um, yeah. But also, hey, now everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah, and it just comes down to the ultimate question. How willing are you to give up your own personal freedom in in the pursuit of, you know, quelling whatever is going on? And it, it does come down to it because it's like I always ask myself when? the question, how long am I willing to do what I'm doing right now, which is to completely be isolated from the world, to completely be isolated from what I do for a living, to completely be isolated from having a podcast with you in regular fucking life and hanging out with my friends and doing that. How long am I willing to put up with that? And and there is a limit. There is a limit. And the, and it just I just wonder what people's limits are. And it's amazing that some people apparently just they are just willing to be told what to do until the fucking end of it. It's amazing, dude. It's kind of fucking weird. Dude, it's going to be so good when we get the first cast back in the studio. That's going to be a moment. We share a spliff. We no, probably won't. We probably won't. Moment. We probably that's Maybe the thing. Not we the probably first time won't. Back. Who knows? We probably won't, and that's what sucks. We might never share a spliff again. Don't Eric. say that, you ever dude. Think about that. Don't say that. Don't say that, buddy. You can't think like that. I mean, we might not. <laughs> <laughs> we might not, dog. Like this has changed everything, bro. Like they're talking about, like maybe, like not even, like they're talking about, like maybe we shouldn't shake hands anymore. They said, we yeah. Do that. They said. Uh, Probably no like big concert or music festivals until like something twenty twenty one, like late in twenty twenty one, like September or October. I just I don't Dude, like what it, are bro. all these what are all these teens gonna do? This social Not distancing get chlamydia. <laughs> Come this on. social distancing distancing thing has much grander effects than we like to entertain and it's the same it's the same scheme that you look at when you talk about how like if you make a facebook status you make a tweet or something like that and people read it in their own voice they don't see it the way you said it they don't they're not sitting with you in the same room when you make a joke and seeing your facial expression and hearing the context and seeing how everything kind of came to that moment where you said something and it was funny Instead, what they do is they read it in whatever state of mind they're in at that moment, and they read it in their own voice, and they don't see your facial expression, they don't see your body language, and all they see is how they intellectualize it through their own lens. And so social distancing, in a weird way, this new form of communication that we're involved in right now is dangerous because it's kind of accentuated on what's already been going on, which is, in a weird way, I am more connected with a lot of people that I normally wouldn't be connected with. You know, like, I'm, I, like, tweet back and forth to people that, like, if I see them in real life, I barely have a full conversation with. Yeah. You know, like, sure. I'm Twitter friends with people that I'm not real friends with. And I'm Facebook friends with people that I'm not real friends with. You know, I don't have that relationship with those people. Those people are the people that, like, like what I post on Facebook or like what I tweet but, like, they don't really actually know me. They just know what they think of me, you know? And they like what they think of me. But there's a whole bunch of people that, that don't, they, they read my shit and they think, like, oh, this, that, the other thing. And, like, that is becoming the new normal. Like, this new level of communication that we're in right now, this kind of, like, distance type of shit, is, like, that is becoming the standard level of communication more now than ever. 
Like we, we, it's becoming, and if you're talking about a world where more and more people are working from home and more and more people are avoiding human contact, not shaking hands, not being in the same room, staying six feet apart, doing this, that, the other thing, you're talking about a world where people are more and more removed from other people to a point where we actually don't even, I think social connection is crucial. I think it's crucial. And we have kind of eliminated that throughout society. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> solitary confinement is like the worst place to be in prison. And like a lot of people are just in solitary confinement right now in their homes. <laughs> yeah. It's like the worst punishment. It's like the worst punishment. And that's becoming what they're talking about is a world where, because that's the thing I think that- Prison that, planet, baby. Alex Jones called it. He kind of did. He kind of did. But, like, that's becoming a world that, like, even after this is all over, this this situation is going to change the way we go about our lives after this is all over. Yeah, for sure. It's not like a light switch where we just flip on and off. It's not like, oh, now we're back to normal. People aren't going to go back immediately to, to being the way they were. People are still going to be scared to go out to the bars. People are still going to be scared of standing in places with crowds and stuff like that. And it's it's going to change the way we live. And, and, and I, I just don't. I don't like this world we live in right now. I know that I know that we've discovered some interesting things throughout these past weeks. Like, oh, maybe some of our employees can work from home and we're still equally as productive. That's cool. But mm-hmm. also, maybe people need to be in a fucking office and talk to somebody five yeah. days a week. Maybe it's not healthy for a human being to sit in their own fucking apartment in their underwear five days a week, six hours a day, and work off their laptop. Maybe that's not the ideal way to live as a human being, even though it's equally productive for a fucking company. You know? This is going to change the way people exist, and I don't fucking like it, dude. I don't fucking like it. Especially because now, like, if work from home is the norm, companies are going to expect you to be on call like a doctor 24-7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't see the email? Yeah, oh, it was, I sent it over at like 7.30 last night, but I asked you to have, send, you know, have this ready by 9 a.m. tomorrow. Well, it's 10 now, so, you know, we don't really need you anymore. <laughs> Say goodbye to your health insurance. <laughs> I, uh, in other news, in other news, bro, I know this hit you where it hurts, but your boy... Dropped I know, out, bro. Here, wait. Do I have it? Oh, I do. Rest in peace, Bernie. Oh no. Dude. Rest in peace, baby. I was uh sad to see him go, man. I was sad to see him go too, man. And it's uh, I mean, like, I mean, speaking from an honest perspective, I mean, we're hey, if you're in the country right now, just saddle up for another four years of Trump. Like, it's over. Yeah, Biden's kinda, not winning that sucks. shit. Yeah, Biden, Biden's not winning that shit. Amid being like accused for like sexual assault and like having me to cover for it because they have ties to the Biden campaign, uh, still, still the DNC is like, yeah, this is our guy to beat Trump. <laughs> it's a <laughs> guy whose like wife startles him if she moves too much on a live stream. It's unbelievable. This it's is our un- commander in chief, baby. Fucking believable that that is the person that the Democratic Party put up. It's like it's kind of like spitting in everyone's face. I mean, that's what it's been. It's been that. I mean, yeah. and, and like in a weird way, it's like you know, I guess technically he won. I don't know. 
I'm not going to say that they rigged the election, but, like, I guess technically he won, but, like, I mean, come on. He's not winning the general election. There's no fucking chance. Yeah. Like, people aren't going to put their fucking chips in that bag. You know, you're especially in the middle of all this, you know, in the middle of all this going on, they're going to fucking switch leadership in the middle of that. It's just not going to happen. You know, and what yeah, bugs that's why me Trump out, keeps calling himself a wartime president <laughs> with this pandemic shit going on. Yeah. He's trying to and get I, that easy second term. He's basically you know, like buying the vote, right? Like, because he's sending everyone 1200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this kind of is um, a wartime situation. And I, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with his classification of it as a wartime situation, but like, if you talk about all the sacrifices that the American public is making, it kind of is like we are, you and me, kind of like being, we're greatly affected by the actions and all I'm saying is this is a situation that is uh, unprecedented throughout history as far as yeah, I can look back. It's crazy. And it, it is a situation that, like, even in World War One or World War II, our, our economy did not shut down the way it is right now. Like, we're dealing with something right now that I know because, like, we are living through it and it just seems natural and it just seems normal because it's what's happening that we don't really think of it that way. But, like, this really is what we're going through right now. An incredible situation. Yeah. This is not it's, normal. It's a situation where it's, like, there's no one to ask for advice because no one's gone through this before. No one's been through it. And so I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to say, hey, we are in the midst of a major fucking thing. And, and like, we are in the midst of, like, a wartime i know he classifies it as a wartime situation and that could be you know him and his fucking way of saying things and that's, that's fine. just like pr yeah yeah but like at the end of the day it still stands at like when you're in that type of situation i mean fdr was reelected four fucking times you realize i didn't even realize that but they instituted the term limits after fdr they never had the two-term limit before 1930s 40 something really franklin Delano Roosevelt, Delano, or whatever the fuck his name was, FDR, was reelected. He was elected for four terms. He died in the middle of his fourth term. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was only after that, and that was during, like, the Great Depression, kind of, like, World War II era type of situation. He died in the middle of his fourth term, like, in one year into his fourth term. And it was only after that that we instituted that you can only be elected one other time. So it's an eight-year limit, you know? But he was president for, like, 15 years, dog. Jeez. Like, How old was he when he died? Because, like, the presidency, like, always seems to, like, take a toll on your, like, lifespan. I feel like it ages the fuck out of you quickly. He was... So, like, maybe um, they put that in effect because they're like, dude, he was only... He was uh, fucking 46. He was 46. <laughs> he, was, he just had a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been it. I mean, like, but, like, it's weird to think that, like, they literally just instituted those limits. That wasn't a normal thing. But, like, the, the moral of that whole situation is that, like, when people are in stressful situations, the last thing you want to do is change leadership. You want to fucking be in the midst of all this and put your fucking money in the bag of some dude who can't even remember what the fuck he's talking about? 
That was a yeah. bad play that de- by the Democratic Party. At least Bernie knew what the fuck he was saying, whether or not you agree with it. I like Bernie. Did yeah. I agree with everything he said? Not really, but I liked him. Yeah. I thought he was a cool dude. He was a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. I just wanted a good dude as a president, man. That's all I wanted. But the Democrats had something else up their sleeve, bro. It's unfortunate. It's but, terrible. Uh, terrible news. It's, it's a sad, sad Do you weekend. think he's going to back Biden? Do you think he's going to back Biden? Um, I mean, he's already said throughout his uh, primary campaign that he'd support the nominee no matter who it was. Um, but also, who knows, man? If he, d- he runs independent, dude, he ran independent, won a Senate seat. I think he has enough momentum to run independent and take the race. But I doubt that's going to actually happen. I mean, the only thing I would say to that is, like, if he had enough momentum to run independent in the general election, you would think he'd have enough momentum to run in the Democratic primary and win. But, like, he couldn't beat Joe Biden in the primary. So how would you expect him to beat Biden and Trump in the general is the question. You know what I mean? Because in a lot of states, if you're, like, a Republican register or whatever, you can't vote in the primary. Same with, like, if you're independent, like... I almost changed my registration from independent to vote Bernie in the primary, but like it doesn't yeah. even matter now. So yeah, yeah, Maryland didn't get to vote yet, did yeah, we? Yeah, Maryland, Maryland, like rarely ever is a decision state of like turning the tide in the election. Do you think that um, maybe he was bullied into dropping out? Because I was talking about this with Dom the other day, and I was like, do you think maybe they came to him and were like, hey, listen. Right like, now, Biden's gonna take a lot longer to try to win people over than we thought. So we're gonna need to move the timeline up on you leaving the race, Bernie. Well, yeah, that pretty much. But like the whole thing with like the virus going around and like how like certain states, there was like a couple states that like tried to postpone their primaries, but then it was like overruled by the Supreme Court or like yeah. overruled like, by he their governor. Possibly could have dropped out just to like save a couple thousand lives. That's what I was getting at. Is like, do you think maybe they came to him and this is this is yeah, because like there were this... a couple states that like, dude, a state like had elections last week. Yeah, and in the and midst like, of this shit, and it's like, and are, like, are they just like using people's lives as pawns in mm-hmm. this weird political chess mm-hmm. game to be like, oh, you want to keep running? Um, well, I guess we're gonna kill off a bunch of our supporters, but yeah, it's for the you know, it's for the the cause. Yeah. It's if just you a keep sacrifice running, to the gods. <laughs> if you keep running, then you're gonna keep on forcing people to come out to the polls in the midst of this pandemic, which is going to contribute to the spread of the coronavirus. And so you're actually being very selfish by staying in the race. And so maybe you should drop out because if you don't, then we're going to pitch it to the public that you were actually contributing. Like when people remember and remember vote blue, no matter who. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing that bugs me the fuck out, dude. The amount of people that I see on, like, Facebook and stuff like that that are just, like... Like, first of all, the amount of, like, comedian friends that we have and shit Mm -hmm. like that that, like, go on Facebook and are like, I'm gonna vote for Biden even though I don't want to because this... It's like, dude, like, first of all, why did you take the time to type this status? Because it's the most normal, run-of-the-mill opinion you could have ever written. Like, there was nothing intriguing about it. Like, you're just literally falling in line. Why did you think that this was compelling? But also, it's like... You're literally defending a position that basically says this party is fucking us. 
I'm acknowledging that this party is fucking us. I'm acknowledging that I stood for values that are not represented in any way whatsoever by the person that they put in front of the fucking ballot for me. But I'm going to vote for him anyway just because he has a fucking D next to his name. Like, Yeah, I'm no. just going to backpedal and take it now. Yeah, I'm just going to fucking just, oh, oh, yeah, I wanted this guy, but you fucking shoved your dick down my throat and said, no, it's going to be Biden, so I'll just take that instead. What the fuck kind of what what kind of fucking opinion is that, dude? You know? A non-vote is not a vote for Trump. It's not a vote for Biden. It's saying like fuck you. Yeah. Fuck I mean the primaries you. basically the way they are now is you go to the voting booth, you get a dick jammed down your throat, you try to say who you're voting for, the gargled out the <laughs> the guy with the dick is like, Oh, that was Biden, right? And then he clicks a tally for Biden. Mm-hmm. It's and a that's just how politics works in the U.S., man. Unfortunately, dude. Unfortunately. But, uh, you know, what's crazy is, like, it, like with all the shit going on right now, it didn't even seem like big news. Like, when Bernie said he was dropping out, it just kind of was just, like, an afterthought. I was like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean, sense. for me, at least, like, I was pretty up to, like, up to date with all the news for the politics and shit. Literally up until the coronavirus happened where I was like, oh, fuck, I can't even watch the news anymore. Like anytime I like I tried watching a little like SNL last night because I wanted to see how like laughably bad it would be Mm -hmm. Um, because it was like SNL at home. So they're all basically doing like Instagram videos that aired on national TV. (laughs) 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 Um, But like every commercial break was like a WBAL like spot that just reminded you reminded you every commercial break like every 15 minutes it'd be like we know how fucked up it is right now and we're gonna show you some clips of how fucked up it is and we're here for you with news wbal corona for all your news (laughs) check it out Thirty thousand people have died somewhere i don't even know if this (laughs) is a real stat but we want to scare you every 15 minutes on wbal (laughs) (laughs) it's like fuck dude (laughs) dude this this upcoming election will be an afterthought yeah, this it's this gonna, upcoming election will just it's gonna be, be a footnote for. It's gonna be a footnote, it, and and what's crazy is for the longest time we've been kind of living in this universe that we thought that this next election was gonna be the biggest fucking thing ever, but suddenly it's been overshadowed by what's going on right now, and all of a sudden like this next election is just kind of like, all right, let's get out of the way. Biden fucking blows. Yeah, it's like, kind Trump's of. Gonna it's win. also crazy how like you know in the back of everyone's head is like. Oh, well, you know, when the aliens come, we're all going to band together and we're all going to become one human race and fight back. And it's like, no, we're living through kind of that situation. Like the COVID is aliens and it's like attacking us right now and it's like killing off a bunch of our citizens. And like literally we're still fighting party lines because of some like someone just makes more money one way or another. And that's well, you why. know what's weird about the whole situation now, and 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 this has been kind of a an eye opening experience for me at least, because there have been certain situations that we talked about in the previous podcast and stuff like that, where like people seem in a weird way to be kind of brought closer together, even though we still have our disagreements. Like there are certain things like we joked about, like Trump saying like China, 
or something yeah. like that. Like that was a meme that like everyone thought was funny. You know, like that was something that like because we're all in the same situation and because we all understood the context, it was funny. Whether or not you like Trump, that was funny. And like there are certain things like that that I'm starting to see because there is a common enemy. The problem is is that the en- the enemy is invisible. That we don't have a a tangible enemy. It's this mysterious like infection that you might have or you might not have which is different than like I truly do believe that if we had an outsider invade this country, like if let's say China for instance came into this country and started rolling tanks down our fucking roads like Americans have done to multiple countries or other countries have done to multiple countries like throughout China's history. Like China has done to their own country. And- yeah, China's <laughs> on their... Like, if you were looking out your fucking window right now and you saw Chinese military patrolling your streets, making sure that you weren't doing X, Y, Z, I do believe that Americans would unite. Because I do believe that at the end of the day... We would all appreciate that, hey, even though we have our disagreements politically, we're Americans and this other group of people is coming into our country and taking away our rights and telling us how to live. And I won't stand for that. And I know that that's the only thing that would make me want to die for something. Like, if if someone, it's hard, you know, I was never the type of person to be like, oh, yeah, like, if we're just at war in Iraq, like... Yeah, skip my ass on the draft list, dude. I'm not going over to fucking Iraq <laughs> to fucking shoot at some people. Like, I'm not doing that. But, but although like, you were always the person that was like, dude, I'm kind of like excited for an impending apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I was always that person. I will hand you that. I was always that person, but I meant it in terms of like, if you're like on zombies. my fucking street, <laughs> if you're on my fucking street, bro, if I walk out my door, walk into my car, and you tell me, Hey, go back to your fucking house. And I look at you and go, yo, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? You're telling me I'm not allowed to live my life. I can't go to see Eric at the studio. Like, I will die for that shit, bro. (laughs) And I will. I'm not even fucking kidding. And a lot of people would. And that, I think, you need, like, a real enemy. And that's why biological warfare is such a weird thing. Because it's, like... Yeah, kind that's of the scary fault, thing about this too. It's like not, people are see how effective it is now, even if it's not, even that's if it's not what it is right now. Even if like coronavirus isn't biological warfare, if it's just a virus that escaped a Chinese lab or whatever, like it was never malicious intent. People are gonna notice how effective it was of shutting shit down, and a fucking bad boy is out there scheming right now. Yeah, and that's what worries me is, like, it's, like, with zero... It's like the same thing of, as, like, a uh, copycat killer, you know? Like, most people aren't smart enough to think of a way to do something, but someone does something some way, and then some sick-headed individual who's like, oh, I never thought about it that way, I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing is, like, we've kind of set a precedent in this country whether we liked it or not, of saying, like, oh, well, all we have to do is say that this is going on, and I'm talking about our own government right now. I'm not even talking about China, but, like, our own government. China. I'm talking about our own government, like, dude, 
they've already set the precedent that, like, dude, all we have to do is say this bullshit's happening, and we can shut down the whole country and make people stay in their house, and we can do whatever the fuck we want. And nobody's going to ask any questions because we've already proven that we can shut down the entire country for months on end, and nobody's going to do shit. So who's to say they're not going to, you know, use that to their advantage in other situations? It's just, it's a whole bunch of other shit you got to look out for, you know? I'm not one to be told what to do. I don't fucking like that shit, bro. Don't tell me what to do. I want to play music. I want to go to a bar and play music. I don't like you telling me I can't do that. If there's a virus out there, damn. I'm sorry, bro. I'll wash my hands. I'll wash my fucking hands. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're telling me that you can just have some shit and say, hey, Jimmy, Eric, dude, dude over there, you're not allowed to be your regular self for an indefinite amount of time. We're not even going to tell you how long. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, you want to know how long you have to stay in your house? Yeah, we can't tell you that. Just stay in your fucking house, you stupid bitch loser. Just stay in your fucking house until we tell you to leave like we're goddamn parents. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. That's how I feel about that. Fuck yeah, move you. back in with your parents and shut up. Yeah. 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 Shut up. That's basically what they're telling you. Shut up. Every time I turn on fucking Netflix or YouTube, stay home. Don't tell me to fucking stay home. I am staying home. That's why I'm watching fucking Netflix. Don't tell me to stay home. Yeah, I'm not. Asshole. At the park on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm at my park walking my dog, which apparently, according to people's Instagram stories, is perfectly fucking acceptable. But God forbid I have a drink with my fucking next door neighbor across the street. Six feet And apart. enjoy myself. Six feet apart and enjoy myself no because less. that's not socially acceptable. I fucking hate the world right now, bro. It's I really hard times, I dude. fucking hard hate times. this shit, dude. I loved life a month ago. Dude, life and was I did, fucking good. It was sweet, dude. I feel like we were kind of on a roll. We were doing our thing. We were fucking, like, we were just thriving. And all of a sudden, here we are. And I kept on thinking, like, oh, maybe this is a golden opportunity to be like, oh, okay. Well, now everybody's back on the same level playing field. I was astonished the other night when I was watching Rogan and he's fucking having these like long distance podcasts with people and I'm sitting here stressing over our fucking like audio and trying to (laughs) sync it up and shit like that and spending like hours on end and shit like that. And then I see his fucking audio and it's all, Dom, shut up, dude. Dude, I fucking hate my (laughs) What is he doing? He's fucking just screaming. Shut up. We can also wrap six, up soon, too. It's like, yeah, yeah. we're almost six. two hours in. Oh, dude, I brought a fucking game wrapper, dude. Dom brought a fucking box of cigars. What a loser. Okay, anyway. Dude, I'm kind of jealous. I don't All have right, any no. ciggies. So All right. Did Jimmy. What? Just take, just take a step right here. What? Just take a step right here. Is what I... What's up, Dom? Give me a fucking headphones. Take a step right there, Jimmy. I want him Yo, to take a step right there. What's up, Fucking soaked right there because his <laughs> dumb ass left the fucking door open. And it's soaked. Uh, <laughs> Yo, and Thank he's you. in his boxers. And he's in his boxers. <laughs> no pants, no chance, baby. No chance I give a fuck about that shit over there, dude. <laughs> Anyway, the moral of my fucking story is... Ridiculous. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude. Go back to mom's house. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you did either. You sound fucked up as fuck, dude. 
What you did he sound, do? Dom sounded fucked up when we were at mom's house. <laughs> like, like literally when we were mom at. Mom and dad literally were like, Dom, you're staying here. You're fucked up. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> did you guys not drive over together? No, we drove separately. Dom stayed. I, I left around 9.59 to make our 10 p.m. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Dom stayed until whatever the fuck time it is. And, uh, yeah, he was just cruising, I guess. There you go. But uh, it's Easter, dude. Yeah, it's Easter, bro. It's Easter. But the moral of the story is, is that we... I was watching these like top premiere podcasts and, and shows and stuff like that and be like, yo, they're doing the same shit we are. Like yeah. literal Joe Rogan, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, they're doing fucking webcam audio shit bullshit like we are. There's never been a better time to fucking capitalize on that. But at the same time, now everybody's fucking doing it. So you yeah. can't fucking win. <laughs> you can't fucking win. We go on live yeah. stream and it's like, bro, why aren't you wa- why? Let me look at the people right here. Why aren't you watching our fucking live stream, dude? We're fucking like, like I'm sorry. We're fucking dope, bro. I'm fucking tired of playing. Like, we're fucking dope, bro. This pisses me off. I'm legit. I legitimately get pissed off thinking about this. Fucking just like, what are you watching? Live in the studio. Hell yeah. You heard it. It's too legit. Dude, to that's quit. gonna be that's gonna be in our new Too intro. Legit to quit. <laughs> like how Joe Rogan has Nate Diaz being like Joe Rogan experience. Great podcast, check it out. It'll just be Dom going live from the studio. <laughs> live from the studio. Ba 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 with Jimmy and Eric. Perfect. Yes. Bringing that back after 185. Nine episodes. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's log off, but let's stay hanging. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna bring you off the headphones. I'm gonna check yeah, my I'm notes real speaker. quick, make sure I didn't skip any fucking um major major things. I think we covered just about yeah, everything. Because yeah, I mean, I've been doing nothing, so I got no stories. I got a couple. No I got a couple tales. notes in my notes in my notes, but at the same time, like these are things we could talk about next week. Like there's not beautiful. nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, so I'm gonna. Hey guys, perfect, um, no thanks for listening. This week. Thanks for yeah. watching. Tune in every Monday every for our Monday. live stream. You think you can get me the video thing by tomorrow morning? We can, can fucking talk. put that shit up. Yes, hey. sir. Hell yeah. Hey. Hey. Live from the studio. This is Celeski talking. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Tell him to do like a Z1043 job. Like, yo, just yeah, post Malone and you're listening hey, to Live from the Studio. Pick me, 92Q, pick me up. I'm on North Avenue. <laughs> Come pick me up. Hell hey, yeah. Live from the Studio, this is Celeski talking. Just listen to Live from the Studio, dude. Tune in. LFTS podcast on fucking everything. Bitch, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Spotify, Apple, Laughable, Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, Tune Tumblr. Core. Did I miss something? TuneCore. I think that Tune was good, core. dude. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.